Hello, and welcome back to the American Sushi Podcast. I am your host, Too Spooky, otherwise known as Brandon. With me is my co-host, Evan. Hello. And today, we also have a very special guest once again. Today, we have Jordan from the YouTube channel, The Anime Dude. Go ahead and introduce yourself, my man. Yellow Jordan here from the YouTube channel, The Anime Dude. I don't, I don't know if that flowed very well or not, but hi, how, how's it going? No, that was great. Beautiful. Welcome, and, and thanks for being here, Jordan. I've been really excited to have you and talk to you on here. Right? It's nice, n- nice to meet you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice to meet yeah. you too, Jordan. It's a, yeah. been a... N- nice to meet you, Brandon. <laughs> nice to meet you, Evan. <laughs> so, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, what you do on this beautiful platform over here? Uh, on the YouTubes, I sometimes make some videos about about those uh, the Chinese cartoons. I think some people call them animes. Uh, I like those <laughs> things a lot. I've liked them since I was younger. So, yeah, I, I just make videos talking about them. You know, I did nothing too fancy. Just just doing me. Yeah. yeah, and I see you like to uh, play some video games on Twitch.tv from time to time. Oh yes, sir. Apex boys. Apex boys. <laughs> no, it's, it's de- <laughs> I'm definitely not much of a gamer as far as uh, I'm not very good or anything like that, but it is fun to play with the boys every now and then, and I've been trying to put in a bunch of hours to Twitch to, to do that and get to get to chill there a little bit. It's a good way to spend the downtime. I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah, especially seeing as we're on Twitch right now. Yeah, or uh, if you're watching this on YouTube or listening on Spotify, coming soon. Hell yeah. Oh, coming soon. Yep, and if you are watching this on YouTube, then remember to go follow twitch.tv slash American underscore sushi. That way you can catch them live the next time around. Oh, and we should have had you on a long time ago. Yeah, we should have had you everyone. (laughs) (laughs) So, I guess since this is our first time, you know, officially meeting Jordan, I've got quite a few questions here. I've been exploring your videography, and Mm -hmm. I've really enjoyed specifically... um, I mean, I've enjoyed all of your videos that I've watched, but the character analysis videos have been some of my favorites of yours. And so I was wondering if you could kind of walk me through the process of how you come about with those ideas and how you sort of craft your arguments about the characters. Gotcha, gotcha. So it's been a few years since I first started making those videos, and I haven't really made very many here recently just because so much goes into, into each one. But whenever I first started making the uh, the character analysis videos on a silent voice, mm-hmm. I'd literally just, like, I watched the movie, and the movie cut a lot of corners based on the fact that, like, the manga was a lot longer. And I didn't yeah. really know all the details to that, but I just knew, like, I was like, there has to be more to some of these characters. Because, like, the movie overall, 10 out of 10, very good. But then there's some characters, like, we barely get to know, but they seem like they should be important. So mm-hmm. I went ahead and, uh, like, one of my next things I did was I read through the manga. And there was a few characters in particular, Uno especially and stuff, that, like, kind of caught my eye. But if you tried to search them up, there was just no videos on them out there. Nobody really talked about any of them. The only thing I ever really heard about them on, like, forums and stuff was people bad-mouthing them. Because, like, on surface level, they're very unlikable. They're just very polarizing characters in general. So I was like, you know what? Why not try to put out my thoughts on like understanding these characters why they do what they do who they are and uh i basically took a pan or yeah i went through the manga and i basically 
took screenshots of every single panel that uh, the characters were on, and I sat there and, uh, as I scripted the uh, oh, wow. analysis videos, and I don't know. It was just it was a very long process, but I felt like it was very fulfilling whenever you fi- everything finally came together because uh, there was a lot of characters and stuff where I had to sit there and read through the panels with them on it like quite a few times before it kind of clicked and you're like oh now i get like why they did that because it's uh they're just kind of a little hard to understand you know mm-hmm. yeah and i think especially in those the silent voice videos i think it really <laughs> comes across the amount of effort you put into them mm-hmm. because it, it's very unique perspective that i like you said there's not videos out there on them and i would have never thought about those characters in that way except coming across your videos yeah, and as far as uh, making a lot of them goes, like there was only one or two I think I was initially gonna do, but it uh-huh. was like upon rereading and rereading and analyzing the story, I not only realized that uh, it, a silent voice in particular does a very good job of giving each character their own arc. It, they give each character the own like different lessons that you can learn through those characters. Not only are they not explored very much in the movie, but the first silent voice video I did on Uno did very well in views. So I was mm-hmm. like, man, there's so much more here that could be analyzed. So I just figured, why not, uh, you know, go through and try to do that for other characters as well. And it worked out. Those are still some of my most popular videos, I guess. So. You know, I think that a very, like, standout thing you said as well is the fact mm-hmm. that um, it's one of those things that you wanted to look up, but there was just mm-hmm. nothing about it, right? And I feel like yeah, for yeah. a lot of YouTubers that end up, like, hitting a stride or finding, like, an idea that's really going to work it usually comes from like a topic that you want to see or like a type of video you want to see, but nobody else is doing it. So then you have to go out of your way to do it yourself. Mm -hmm. And usually that's how like, you know, you strike gold per se with the YouTube algorithm. No doubt. That was definitely the first bit of success I had on YouTube. And I think that was a, I think you just kind of nailed the reason why and stuff is supply and demand. And there was no supply. Um, But like, I was one of the people that was kind of wanting to see that. So apparently there were other people had the same mindset. And then throughout all of your videos, you talk a lot about characters and that being sort of your biggest draw to the anime or manga that you like. Oh, no Um, doubt. (laughs) Yeah, and I feel like that's kind of become a little bit of a meme on your channel. I remember one video I watched, (laughs) you're like, oh, Jordan's talking about characters again. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that that's such a good perspective because there's a lot of people, especially like English teachers, you know, um, English Mm -hmm. professors who are like, well... If there's pictures, it's a comic book, graphic novel, whatever. It's not as literary as as Shakespeare or To Kill a Mockingbird, right? Mm -hmm. Right, right. And so I think your videos really capture that there can be a lot of literary value to anime and manga. Mm -hmm. And I guess sort of the broader question is what made you decide to approach... You talked specifically about a silent voice, but what made you Mm -hmm. approach like character analysis in manga and anime in this way? I guess it's one of those things where any show you watch or any manga you read and stuff a big component of how much you enjoy it is how much you understand the characters i I see so many people that uh like say they didn't like show x because they didn't understand why the main character went and did this or that but like me personally i've always been one of those people i love psychology and stuff i love trying to put myself in other people's shoes and try to understand them so whenever i see somebody whose actions seem so not just polarizing and stuff, but like they seem to kind of contradict each other and stuff. Like there's a part of me that really wants to understand why. And whenever they're well written, like they were in a silent voice, going through and analyzing that, you kind of get to see, as far as the differences between literary mediums, 
Manga <laughs> in particular has so many subtle details that people kind of miss or gloss over, and just the little, little minute things that the characters do, their expressions. They, there's just so much there that's not just spelled out for you in words, and it can be easy to miss that. But I don't know. It's just, it's just very interesting to me going and trying to, trying to understand these characters and and the journeys they go on. So. Yeah, and I see, I see in the Twitch chat, Madik says teachers can also be weebs, and so like that's <laughs> a very similar background to where I am. Of I'm not an English teacher, but I have a very similar background to that, and so I know that teachers can be weebs too. But I would say, for the most part, at a broader spectrum, anime and manga is looked down upon mm-hmm. as a form of literature. And I don't know if you guys agree or disagree with that. Oh, I think for sure, it's uh... open to debate, but. I'd probably agree with that. I don't know. I had the same English teacher uh, for like five years straight. She was uh-huh. a very smart lady and stuff. But like you could tell that even though as smart as she was and as uh, like I still talk to her on, on occasion to this day, like she's a very great lady. Mm-hmm. But like as smart as she was, she still like had her biases. Like she just hated Harry Potter to the core and things like that. So like, uh-huh. he, so I don't know. Like maybe she would appreciate uh, manga and stuff. But like it never really came up. But uh, you would assume that most literary teachers probably have their biases towards that type of literature because it's kind of foreign to them. So not everybody's open-minded about things that they don't really understand or haven't really experienced. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I would say as anime and manga are getting more mainstream, so to speak, Mm -hmm. I think that there will be sort of a transition in in the literature sphere to acknowledging some of the deeper meanings, the allegories and Mm -hmm. metaphors and stuff within it. I I hope so. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm trying to be an optimist here. I mean, I, I enjoy reading books that aren't manga and yeah. whatnot as well and stuff, but I feel like the people that don't have or haven't experienced a lot of uh, Eastern media like uh, mm-hmm. like manga, like they missed out on stories like Berserk and, and yeah. things like that, where there's, I think there's some of the best well-written stories I've ever experienced in any medium. So, I mean, That's, it's just... <laughs> when I was talking about that, of like deeper meetings and allegories, Berserk was exactly what I was thinking of too, Jordan. It's funny you say that. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm definitely no literary expert, but I've always been of the belief that any type of, you know, reading is better than mm-hmm. just not reading at all. Like, if a child would only find enjoyment out of things like, you know, manga and comics, I feel like that is so much more valuable than just, you know, being like, oh, that's not worth your time. You can't read that. You're not going to get anything out mm-hmm. of it. Whereas, like, if they're not interested in just regular books, it's mm-hmm. better than nothing at the end of the day. Absolutely. And it's still, like, super important. It's it's kind of heartbreaking stuff how many people you hear of that... uh never really got into reading or anything like that just uh-huh. based on the fact that they were forced to read things that they didn't enjoy like they would literally rather just sit there and do nothing than try to read a book that they were being forced to read like i don't know i feel like the way that th- that we go about teaching literature and stuff is kind of a shame in that in that regard but yeah well, i think like that's a very poignant point um mm-hmm. because if you're forced into doing something that you don't enjoy like mm-hmm. you're not gonna develop an enjoyment for it by mm-hmm. repeating it over and over for the most part yeah. Right, right. Way less. I mean, I think not. there there are instances like with working out. Like, not everyone enjoys that right away, especially if they're losing weight. But that can become mm-hmm. a habit and enjoyment. But oh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like for the most part, it's a discouraging thing to be forced to read something that you don't enjoy instead mm-hmm. of something you might enjoy or enjoy more, um, just because it's it's deemed lower. Oh no doubt, and I mean, like I understand why there might be like a little bit of a negative connotation in certain regards with the. Uh, like various light novels and whatnot, because yeah, uh, while you do have those works like Berserk or whatever that take illusions and uh, inspiration from outside areas, I guess you could say, 
like Miyazaki and stuff gets a lot of inspiration from outside of anime and manga. You do see a lot of the, I guess you could say like a cash grab type of thing or like a uninspired, like there's a lot of light novels and manga that literally only inspired by other light novels and manga and it just becomes repetitive to a, to a certain degree. I think you see that a lot with like isekais and stuff. So like I could see how people would see that and it give like a little bit of a negative connotation to that medium. But I mean, there's, there's still value there, I think. Uh, like I said, it's all about what you enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think anyone should be torn down for what they enjoy. Facts. <laughs> so I guess I heard you say in there that you do like reading occasional books outside of manga. What would you say was your, you can either tell me the most recent book you've read or your favorite book you've read or both. Uh, oh man, it's probably been a little while. I really love <laughs> uh, th- these books called Pendragon. Um, I used to read when I was younger. Man, the freaking oh, the old adventures of Bobby Pendragon. Like I don't know why, but for some reason I just loved reading those as a kid. I say as a kid. I was in like middle school, high school, but I don't know. Those probably stick out to me. But I haven't really, I guess, read that much here in recent years. Uh, these last couple, but those would probably be my favorites if I had to name some. Harry Potter was cool too. Okay. Yeah. Good. So transitioning to the opposite end of the spectrum, (laughs) (laughs) I want to hear a little bit about your sports background, because I noticed in a couple of your videos, you're wearing some Oklahoma City Thunder gear. (laughs) So I take it you're a fan Uh, of them, huh? Oh, yeah. Big fan. I love the OKC Thunder. Thunder up. (laughs) Is that their slogan? Thunder up? Thunder up. Oh, that's that's, awesome. (laughs) So how did you become a basketball fan? Well, I guess... I didn't really uh, choose to start playing it until around until I was around middle school age. But my dad coached uh, basketball my entire life, so I was always around it. Okay. So then, whenever I finally like moved in with him and stuff, I decided like, hey, this it finally like seemed like something that had my interest a little bit. So yeah, I started playing it, and I just kind of fell in love with the game. So I don't know, it was like my first love, and I knew I wasn't the most athletic dude in the world. So uh, I figured if I was going to do something, I was going to dedicate myself to it. So I didn't really play very many other sports, but. Okay. I just, yeah, from like middle school to the end of high school, I dedicated myself pretty much to, to basketball, and I don't know. I felt like it taught me a lot of good life lessons. Yeah, I think that absolutely makes sense with regards to sports. <laughs> a lot of teamwork and stuff like that. And I guess to wrap this in, so people outside of me and you are interested. <laughs> um, what, <laughs> what would you say are some of the best sports anime or manga that you've watched slash read? Oh, I'm, I'm hearing majors coming in here. Oh, no, no doubt. Like, I definitely have a definitive top four. Okay. I'd probably, I'd probably put Slam Dunk at my number four, which is a little bit weird considering basketball is my favorite sport. Uh-huh. But, like, maybe I'm just pickier with basketball, anime, or manga. I don't know. Um, but that's my number four. And then after that, I'd probably go Haikyuu at three, uh, Major at number two, and Hajime no Ippo at number one. After that, like it's after that after number four, it's a little bit shaky for me though. Like I don't know, there's so many good ones, but not really any that like stick out above the rest. If that makes sense, maybe Cross Game number five. That's a that's a good one. I, I've definitely read and watched a lot of uh, sports anime and manga though. They're definitely inherently compelling in my opinion. Like love mm-hmm. real sports. I've, since I love character growth, I'm probably just kind of rambling on a little bit right here. But since I love character growth, I definitely feel like sports in general are something that help to explore that in just a very natural way. Like, the characters try to go about improving and maturing throughout the course of uh, learning a sport. And, oh, you see that in a lot of my favorites. It's not really so much about the sport as it is about the uh, the journey of the characters and the growth that they undergo throughout it. So, 
Yeah, and I think sports lends itself really mm-hmm. well to, like, highs and lows, right? Wins and losses. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And I guess an, a follow-up is, how do you think sports, anime, and manga represent sports well? And what are some things you think they could improve upon? It's a little bit hard because, like, I know that there's going to be differences depending on the uh, the anime the, or manga. The anime like, and, and the sport, too, like, right? Yeah, yeah. Like a, like a, like an example, Kuroko no Basket is one, since I'm so close to basketball and stuff, like, I, I criticize it a lot. But it does really good of kind of just completely disregarding the sport itself and just becoming basically like a a shonen manga with super powered high schoolers doing super powered things through through what seems to be basketball. Like, and <laughs> it's very exciting for a lot of people, and there's a lot of people that might grow an interest in basketball without ever actually watching it based on that. So I mean, that, those can be cool. And then uh, I don't know. You wanna you wanna kind of reword the question? Like that was the first thing that came to mind. Yeah. No. Okay. No, but I think that was a good answer is that is the sort of character analysis. And I guess what would you I'm trying to figure out how to word this appropriately, <laughs> but like what is the the fine line the you appeal? could say for for sports fans to find an interest in a sports anime and potentially sports anime fans finding an interest in the real sport? I guess it's not even so much about the the sport itself. Yeah. Like I hate like I hate cross country, right? Like okay. I tried to run it, I sucked at it, I got like an eighteenth place medal. <laughs> I've never got an 18th you got place a medal for life. that. 18th place, dude. That's I've impressive. never got a medal for that. Yeah, yeah. First meet, only meet. Um, but but then there was a recent anime about cross country called Run with the Wind, and it's definitely one like one of the better sports anime I've ever seen. And it's one of those things where it's not so much about whatever sport they're running or uh, or playing. Um, it's not so much about any of that. It's just a lot of the times you take a kid that hasn't really matured, doesn't really know who they are yet and they learn a lot of lessons and uh and stuff through those sports like in major the main character starts out at the age of four and we get to see him go on through his entire life and in epo you get to see this uh kid that was bullied in his teenage years very timid and he he gets to have that like self-confidence and stuff through learning how to box he gets discipline he he wants to learn what it's like to be strong and there's just these journeys of the characters that uh you get to see them mature over the course of the series while pursuing whatever said sport that they're they're trying to do so it's not even so much about the sports themselves mm-hmm. i think it helps to bring in a lot of new sports fans whenever somebody experiences those sports like if someone okay. watches epo then they feel like they, they they get that interest in boxing they want to go learn how to box or if someone uh reads slam dunk then suddenly they might have that interest in basketball and they want to they want to go learn how to shoot some hoops so there's a lot you hear a lot of stories of people yeah, uh, no, that was that was a great answer. And I, I, I didn't mean it. to interrupt you, but I think it goes the other way, too. You mm-hmm. know, I think you can get sports fans interested in anime and manga. Oh, no doubt. Sports, anime, and manga. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Like I said, I think, it, like I said, they're inherently compelling. And I think a lot of uh, people that already watch sports, like, might understand that on some level. But then it's like, I don't know, you, like, you, you might enjoy watching Michael Jordan play basketball on TV. Uh, but then you also find interest in like a documentary about him, like the one that just recently came out. <laughs> yep. You get to see behind the scenes, and anime kind of has both. It has those exciting sports moments, and you get the story behind it. There's just a lot to offer there, you know? Yeah, I agree. And I, I could absolutely talk sports with you all day. I was about to <laughs> go off on a tangent about Michael Jordan documentary, but I think <laughs> since Brandon's the co-host here, I should probably involve him in a question. I want to talk, how did how did you two meet? For the first time, do either of you remember that story? I know Jordan knows it pretty well because he's told it before. 
so I'll, I'll let him take the floor with this one, and I'll chime in when necessary. Wait, what? How what? you met your boy. How did oh, you yeah. meet Brandon? Okay, so I was on Tinder, right? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. No, I, I mean, it's one of those things where I first, uh, you know, I, I didn't really have many friends that liked uh, anime or manga in real life. Like, I uh, I was definitely a closet weave in my younger years. So, yeah, I flocked to Twitter. I became the anime dude. And, like, there I got to know Briggs and Briggs... Uh, like, that was just kind of pure coincidence. We both loved Kenichi. And then uh, Briggs introduced me to Spooks, and we all just kind of, like, naturally became friends as they both taught me about the whole YouTube thing and stuff as I was wanting to learn it, so. Indeed. Uh, I feel like it was a, know, a pretty natural thing. I, I, is there any, like, specific details I'm leaving out, Spooks? I'm trying to remember, like, the specifics of it. It's been so many years now, I'm trying to... I think that basically sums it up. I, f I forget why we initially made a group chat together. I can't remember if we were doing uh, some sort of, like, collaboration reason, or what was happening, but um, it remember. started with a group chat, <laughs> which is where we got introduced. Um, I remember watching a lot of your earlier videos and obviously, you know, uh, seeing I a lot of potential. very shameful thinking back <laughs> on those. <laughs> but um, it, it's one of those things where I, we just naturally, like, started talking more. Um, the three of us, like, would always, like, chat around in that group chat, like, all the time for a mm -hmm. while. We'd all, like, give each other advice, you know, help each other out with thumbnails, all that jazz. And, uh, Pretty much. Yeah, I would say you were probably... Because Briggs is my first YouTube friend, so I would probably make you my second, unless I'm forgetting somebody. But, hmm. yeah, like, it, no, it's been a I, I'd long time say now, basically, for sure. Basically, same. Like I said, I, for some reason, like, Briggs, like, he didn't even have a thousand subscribers yet, but I remember seeing his, uh, his video on how to become a Super Saiyan or something like that. Like, some, <laughs> it was, like, one of his very first videos... I was like, I kind of want to do that. So then I started trying to make YouTube videos. They were very cringy. But then, like, <laughs> I don't know. He ended up introducing me to you somehow and stuff. But, like, I started watching your videos. I was like, oh, my God, these are very cool. And then, like, I just started asking advice on different aspects. I'm like, how do you do this or this? And Spook's here just being a genuine nice guy, uh -huh. you know, shooting out advice left and right where I'm like, man, that's genius. I mean, and I like I to help whenever notes. I can because I know, like, obviously my <laughs> pals will help me right back whenever that time comes. Um, I want to say oh, yeah. that I met Briggs around the time I was just about to hit 10,000. So I probably met you, I think, later that year. Because it was Something 2016. Like I know that much. Yeah, yeah. It was, man, that's like four years ago. Jesus. <laughs> right. I, I do remember, I did just remember, like, for the longest time, I felt like it was just me asking uh, Spooks for help all the time. Not, not like help, but like, just like, hey, what do you think of this thumbnail? Like, hey... Like, I just respected his opinion so much. I always asked for different opinions. Yeah. And then finally, like, one day, I think he was, like, trying to reword a script that was... I think it was had to do with, like, Toby slash Obito. And oh, something to do with that. Where you were having to, like, yeah. re-elaborate on... You were having to, like, re-elaborate because there were so many misunderstandings in the comment of the first video. Yeah. So, you, you were like, up. you guys, I'll pay you to read, read this over this script. I was like... I was just so happy you asked, actually asked for help back. Like, I was like, man, this is my chance to just pay you back for all the help that you've given me i'm like you, like for payment or whatever like literally just send it over whenever i'll i'll, I'll help however i can and i'm glad i had like, you I, look I, that over because the second part <laughs> definitely like um had a better response than the first part just because i i left mm -hmm. out the most crucial information the first time around which like really backfired i was mm -hmm. i was big mad low-key but it, i was mainly just mad be at myself because i wasn't able to like illustrate exactly what i was talking about and i made like a mm -hmm. crucial mistake in leaving out the actual evidence i had for said statement mm -hmm. but Man, like, i completely I forgot remember... that was <laughs> i forgot i asked you guys to look at that 
Yeah, I just remember, uh, you know, I'd already, like, watched a few of your videos, like, man, these are so cool, they're so well done, like, so I already, like, appreciated that, but then actually just, like, having you ask to, uh, look over that script before it actually became a video, and then just seeing the end product afterwards, I was like, man, that's so cool. I, I feel like that definitely, like, dragged me a little bit deeper into the whole YouTube thing, trying to make my scripts better, trying to go that extra mile to, to make this stuff better. Well, I would say, like, um, in terms of that, I would say you already do, like, a really good job, just in terms of, like, what we were talking about earlier with, like, your analysis videos, right? Mm -hmm. I know for myself, like, I do really appreciate, like, characterization within manga, but I felt mm -hmm. like I myself, if I were ever to try to, like, actually make a video on a character analysis, I would have such a time, mm -hmm. like, a hard time actually, like, writing it out. I feel like that's one aspect of writing that I really struggle at, is trying to explain, mm -hmm. like, you know, why do I like this character, or why does this character do what they do? It's just not something that I'm, like, super good at. So seeing that you're, like, you know, I'm not going to say a master, but you are a master <laughs> at yeah, it compared would, to my... Like, second that. <laughs> compared second. to me, like, I am so terrible at it that it's, like, one of those things where, like, damn, this man is... He's got a real talent for it. <laughs> I guess one thing I uh, I didn't really mention earlier is I didn't, like, watch a ton of anime YouTube at the time, but there was one guy I watched named uh, AJ or Alexander, Alexander XR. I don't, I don't know, really know what you... I don't know how, how to pronounce it, it either, loud. but <laughs> <laughs> but but he did, he did a lot of uh this, that was his early days where he had just made a few berserk videos mm -hmm. uh, analyzing guts and Griffith and characters like that. So like I had like literally just recently seen those and like I wasn't copying, but like at the same time I was like, man, I want to be able to do something kind of like that. Whenever like right before I started making those character analysis videos, yeah, I didn't really understand doing those, so that's whenever I kind of took that dial I was like I want to see if I can make something sort of like that and then it eventually kind of evolved into my own style of it yeah uh, I, I feel like with YouTube too that's usually how a lot of YouTubers mm -hmm. like end up striking gold once again because they they find inspiration from something but they have a way to do it differently or add like their own take like it's not just a straight-up copy it's just like yeah, you're yeah. you're taking what you like about it and transitioning that into your own content but while also adding your own pizzazz to it that makes it stand out but that leads me to a different question I actually if you don't mind mm -hmm. but Go back then i would say that you were also like one of the the earliest channels i can think of who were doing like character analysis content and then it just kind of blew up into this huge oversaturated genre whereas like a lot of people yeah. at least from what i've seen a lot of other anime youtubers are um also doing character analysis like within the last year and a half two years uh-huh um how do you feel about do you feel like it's oversaturated do you feel like um you were ahead of the uh -huh. fray I don't know, because, like, when I think back to, like, when I was first doing it, the only example of people that I had watched that had done it was Alexander. Like, I feel like he was, I may, he might not have even been the only one doing it, but he was one probably of one first. of the people that did it the best that, like, stuck out to me. That's true, Or maybe too. he just covered the series yeah. that I watched. So I remember, like, watching him do it. And, like, to this day, sure, there's a lot of people that have done it, but I feel like every character is going to affect different people in different ways. They're going to have their mm -hmm. own takes on it. So whenever you have something so subjective like that, um, I don't know. I, I find it very interesting to uh, to see what different people have to say about certain characters. So it's not even necessarily like you can say it's oversaturated, but it's kind of like you being ahead of the curve on uh, on fact videos, right? Mm -hmm. So like fact videos are definitely something that can be probably oversaturated to a point. Like there's no real point in in copying people on like fact videos and stuff because the facts are the facts yeah but. it just comes to a bunch of the same information yeah. the more people do it yeah but like on character analysis videos and stuff like i definitely find them very challenging at times because i'm like i don't want to say like i'm a perfectionist but like i'm very strict with myself on what i actually put out with character sure. analysis videos now like i don't want to 
throw something out there and just be like off off like have di- like facts wrong and details wrong and stuff but mm-hmm. i don't know it's just one of those things where it is interesting to see what other people have to say about certain characters but you, you definitely do see it a lot more now than whenever i started now that i think about it so yeah and i think bouncing yeah. off your point it's a lot easier to craft an original take about a character than it is mm-hmm. to come up with a hundred facts about that character right yeah right. inevitably with facts there's going to be some overlap but with characters mm-hmm. a lot of them are so open-ended and open to interpretation well, it's it's one of those things where like i'll give you an example like I, I i made a character analysis video on bond from the seven deadly sins yep. right i love bond's character so i actually took a lot of pride in that video especially when i first made it uh-huh. and then nux went and made a, a video analyzing bond and like yeah we both analyzed the same character but if you watch both of those videos the videos are so different and it's because like the aspects of the character hit us both in different in different ways based on our personal experiences so like mm-hmm. yeah it, like they're two very different videos even though they're analyzing the same character so i don't know if it's necessarily oversaturated just yet like character analysis isn't something where i would let the fact that there's already an analysis of a character out there dissuade me from making a video on it even though like spook said you should probably aim for what like isn't out there yet but yeah and i think i'm just curious if you were to have an idea of a character to do an analysis video on would you Mm -hmm. look would you watch someone else's video or would you want to craft it Uh, all on your own first i i want to craft it all on my own yeah it's kind of sucks because there's actually a few videos out there where i haven't watched videos i really want to watch because i'm trying to i don't (laughs) want that like their opinions on the character to affect mine as much as I love AJ or Alexander, he has a video on Killua, and I remember, uh-huh. uh, like, I haven't watched it yet, because whenever he first put that out, like, I was literally trying to write an analysis on Killua, and, like, I never actually ended up making it, but, you know, I still might someday. It's like Hiding in Public made one on Shukishima that I still haven't watched, because uh, I'm sure it's very good, I let it play through, because I love hiding, but, uh, you know, it's one of those where I literally have, like, a full, like, eight-page analysis of Tsukishima written that I'm going to try to make soon. So, like, oh, I don't awesome. want... Yeah, but, like, I, I want it to be, like, my thoughts on him. Yeah. I don't want it to be, like, in any way persuaded or uh, affected by other people's interpretations of him or analysis of him. Because uh, that kind of destroys the analysis part, you know? Like, I, maybe like maybe it doesn't completely. It's definitely interesting to hear other people's thoughts. But you, if you're going to analyze a character, you know, you want it to be your thoughts on that character and your, mm-hmm. like, original analysis of it. So, uh, maybe that's a personal thing, but... No, I feel that yeah, to an extent. I, just with, like, obviously different type of content. Like, usually Mm -hmm. for, like, let's say I'm going to do a facts video or explain something, and if I were to search Mm -hmm. it up and see somebody else already did it, usually I would make my own, like, script first, and then I would go watch it afterwards to see, you know, how much of it is actually the same, or, like, if there's anything I forgot, or if there's anything like that. That way, like, I can take what I already had and either improve upon it even further, or just, like, be Mm -hmm. like, okay, you know, this is different enough, good for me. I think that's a good way to do it, or a good way to go about it and stuff, because, I don't know, like, there's times where I probably, uh was planning on kind of doing something about a character and then I watched a video that somebody else did about that character and I'm not going to say like it killed my motivation but like it's just one of those things where I'm like all right well they were so convincing or whatever that now I kind of think in a very similar sense or whatever whereas it's not like something I crafted on my own and then I'm like I don't really have that same motivation to go and make that analysis video because then I'm like then I'm rehashing this 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 and this but uh, I don't know yeah I definitely I try to avoid it if it's, if it's a character I have an interest in making a script on myself yeah, I think that's a really poetic way to word that. I think you worded that very well. But I saw from Metal Mama in the chat mentioned your hit AMV videos. I guess that's 
videos twice, Jordan, but your AMVs <laughs> from your early days. And I, I watched one of those. <laughs> I think it was on a, it was something about on a beach somewhere. Oh man. I had just <laughs> downloaded like a new, like free software that I wasn't really sure how to use yet. Uh -huh. Like that was, I heard that song, like as I was trying to like messing around with that software and I was like, you know what? Every anime has like a beach episode. So it shouldn't be that hard to find scenes if I just download all the beach episodes and then I just <laughs> played around with it. And like, that was like eight hours of playing around, ended up in that, <laughs> that video. Oh, that's I'm awesome. Like, I still don't think it's that good, but uh, it's a good song. It's a good song. Uh -huh. so, I always find yeah, it interesting how so many like YouTubers start out by doing some sort of animated <laughs> music videos in some way or another. Like I started out with RuneScape music videos, mm -hmm. which eventually transitioned to a couple anime ones here and there. But just like so like many people you ask have like some experience with them. Mm -hmm. and uh, Those weren't even my first ones that I made. But like I was literally making a couple of AMVs on like Windows Movie Maker back when I was in like fifth, sixth grade. Hell but, yeah. like, but it's just one of those ways that like it definitely gets you into video editing. And it's a good fun way to like learn your way around the software and stuff if nothing else. And then mm -hmm. there's a few people that went on to like master AMVs. I was not one of them. Oh but... man. The AMVs <laughs> these days with people who know what they're doing are kind of right. crazy. Like I'm they impressed. Are, there's always a few that, like, I always watch, like, the best of from different uh, cons and stuff just to see what people do, and it blows my mind. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> a really, really different video than the other ones I was watching, so I, I'm really glad that Metal Mama brought that up, because it was very nice. Um, Aww, I thank you, Metal Mama. <laughs> I want to ask a little bit, too, and this is probably my last question, about the skit you did with Anime Recon. <laughs> i want to know oh, how that about came that. about <laughs> i forgot about that it was oh, man. it was very funny i for as long ago as that was i found that very funny really oh man that's so bad it was so it was edited so bad like the <laughs> lighting was bad i was using my phone camera oh like everything there's a lot of stuff about it that was bad like i'm not i wasn't a big fan of the script but looking back it was definitely fun to make if nothing else and i think that was my entire point of making it was uh there used to be a YouTuber on the early days of the Rant Cafe called uh, Macklenaut. Um, he doesn't make YouTube videos anymore. Yeah, good guy. And uh, he had a few skit videos that I remember watching. Like, I didn't watch a ton of skits, but, like, I'd already watched some Smosh. I'd watched some Ryan Higa. And then I saw those. Uh -huh. I'm like, man, it just looks like everybody's having so much fun. So I was like, you know what? I just want to try making one on my own. Like, I, I just want to try scripting something and seeing if I can make, like, a similar skit. Yeah, I remember asking Recon to do it with me because I, I didn't know a ton of YouTubers at the time and stuff, so I was trying to find someone to collab with, and I just remember asking Recon. He was, he was like, hella down, and I don't know. We, we made that. <laughs> I, I forgot that even existed. <laughs> I think that was my first collab video, but like, I just I think I blocked it out in some <laughs> It's well, a little cringy. bring up past traumas for you. <laughs> it, it, it's, it was fun to make. It's just one of those things where when I watch it now, I'm like, ah, yeah, I, was, uh, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I still wouldn't really if I tried to do a skit, probably. But it, it, I don't know. I just found it very fun, especially in the early days of YouTube, just trying to experiment with different different types of videos. That way I could find out, like, what I liked making the most, you know? Like, I made mm -hmm. so many different types of videos, like AMVs, skits. Like, I was literally just throwing everything out there, trying to make different stuff, trying to find out what I liked making the most because the whole thing was just so uh, so new and there's so much out there that you could do. So, so many different avenues to explore, if you will. Yeah, like, my uh, brother and I did skits way back in the day. No one will ever find that channel. Like, I know you know what it is, Evan, oh, but I'm Oh, I not... sure do. I won't tell anyone. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm oh, keeping I'll that a Jordan secret. I'll Jordan off camera. Uh... I will say, like, I never did the editing <laughs> yeah. for it or the much... I, I, I helped a little bit with some of the writing and stuff, but 
like me and some classmates had to do skits for my English class, like all throughout high school. And, uh-huh. like, we'd get we'd get A's, like we'd have to do like a, a report or something. They she'd be like, you can just make a video and be like of mice and men and different things where we're just like, well, you know, what? we'll make a we'll make a little skit of this instead. I Alice feel in like, like we did so many different ones. I remember uh-huh. in high school yep, I did teachers, that too. teachers <laughs> were always super impressed whenever someone brought right? in like a video for their assignment. A video, but they were so fun to make. Like you're like you make a weekend out of it, just hanging with friends. Uh-huh. And, having fun with it and i was like oh man like those are so much fun <laughs> i remember once we did a romeo and juliet one but we couldn't get the audio to work so we had to play a cd with our audio on it a lot oh, simultaneously oh with the video you should have made a silent film like, we should have just made it silent take it back to the 20s like just cut out cut away after every, yeah, every just line just big old slides <laughs> oh that's funny though it's always interesting to hear people starting out with stuff like that as kids early on before mm-hmm. A lot of YouTubers probably start out doing stuff like that on Windows Movie Maker or whatever they had. Yeah, it, it's kind of weird to think also. There's probably, like, a huge wave of YouTubers that, like, haven't even hit yet that are just, mm-hmm. like, you know, if you were to go on YouTube and search from, like, most recent, there's probably, like, all these kids doing, like, you know, like, AMVs or bad skits yeah, yeah. or, you know, their <laughs> Let's Play of Minecraft. And it's, mm-hmm. like, you know, these people probably in, like, the next five years, they could be, like, the next huge <laughs> channel. I'm not going to say the next PewDiePie, but maybe, like, you know tens of millions ninja yeah like the next ninja like you never know it's kind of weird to think like oh the ahead of the curve like i remember Uh, being subscribed to mr beast like before he even had a hundred thousand subscribers so it's crazy (laughs) to think how huge he is right now dude i just remember watching freaking like one of the first youtubers i ever watched was gigguk Mm -hmm. i remember watching his like most awesome uh characters in anime or coolest epically cool characters in anime or whatever series we had all those different parts after that, I watched all his old videos, and I'd watch, like, different freaking, uh, what would you even call it? Like, not a collage, but, like, people putting that together, all the clips from, like, his funniest oh, moments and stuff. A montage, yeah. And I'm like, man, like, I didn't realize that that wasn't even helping him, but, like, I was like, it's been, like, ten years since then is what I realized the other day. I was like, that's, like, that's crazy to think about. Like, the yeah. guys that we, uh, grew up watching, we've been doing it for, like, ten years now, and then, mm-hmm. I don't know, that just blows my mind. Yeah, and Sorry. I think while we're on the topic of YouTube, and I'm here with two YouTubers. I want to know, how do you guys handle the B word? How do you guys handle burnout or getting sort of frustrated or um, keep yourself at a healthy state of mind? Uh, Spooks, I think this one's for you. All right, I'll I'll go first here, Jordan. So (laughs) for me, it's definitely like tough in a way. I feel like usually the burnout for me happens after spending a really long time on like a certain project and just getting really drained on a day-by-day basis. I found that just trying to even just set really small goals after that, like when you're feeling the burnout and you know that you have to obviously keep making videos, one for to continue your livelihood, but two, just because, you know, you feel like people are just kind of like waiting for you to do something like you have that extra incentive. You could say that you feel like you just need to put stuff out there regardless of what it is. I found that setting small goals on a daily basis, like maybe, you know, today, you're going to write this much of the script the next day you're going to write that much more or depending on how big you want to set those goals just getting something done each day or stuff like that and being able to take breaks in between is really helpful over like obviously like right now my upload schedule has been pretty trash for like the past like six months but i'm working to get that better <laughs> luckily like the next couple projects i have are smaller whereas like that blade of the immortal video i did not too long ago was very hard yeah. to get through because it just took such a long time and i feel like there were so many like other things in life that i had to attend to because like you have to 
balance a lot of things right like you have to balance you know mm -hmm. obviously working on the videos then you got you know family and friends um if you have a significant other general adult responsibilities and then you got to find time to like you know keep your sanity with like free time whether whatever hobbies you need to do in the meantime to keep that like balancing all of those things can be very tough and like you can apply that to basically any adult because every adult has like the same amount of responsibilities going on unless they're you know mm -hmm. living in the a basement or something but i found that getting through that video um really gave me some new perspective on like just how long things can take if you don't like really apply a lot of your time to it each day and mm -hmm. i guess where i'm going with this is um how i usually deal with burnout is just making sure to take breaks in between like if i know that i'm just going to drag my feet through the whole day trying to get anything done it's better to just like step away from it and maybe like i don't know go watch a movie or read some manga just like for enjoyment rather than trying to you know analyze all the extra stuff to apply to later videos or anything like that because once you get into a creative space you kind of look at a lot of things you used to just enjoy a little differently i'm sure you mm -hmm. to some extent jordan probably feel that as well where like you're reading something new and you're trying to think about like for instance with your um shonen jump ranking i'm sure like as mm -hmm. you're reading it you're trying to make like mental notes of all the things you like and don't like so that you can yeah, apply yeah. it to the video right but if you're just reading the manga you're not really thinking about all that extra stuff you're just kind of fully taking in the experience right right so i feel like it's important to try and step back from that creative mindset and just try to enjoy things just for the heck of it the first time around and then maybe like apply all that stuff later so i would definitely say breaks are important um i know it's hard for a lot of people to really step away for long periods of time but mm -hmm. even just like taking a day even a couple hours away from it can be very very important to mental health I definitely think you had a lot of uh, good points there. I know it was kind of a ramble, um, but... <laughs> no, no. Uh, you did say something about trying to keep your sanity throughout all that, and, you know, I just kind of went ahead and discarded mine. I'd... <laughs> <laughs> One less thing you got to keep up with, you know? I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I've necessarily had a, uh, a burnout, per se. I think the closest thing was I kind of hit, like, a writer's block after doing all those initial Koei no Kitachi videos. Uh -huh. um, and I think it was just because so much work went into that first one, and... Literally so much work went into uh, literally all of them. But, like, after that first one actually started to get a few views, they say that, uh, you know, if you actually start to hit, get that momentum on YouTube a little bit and stuff, you better capitalize on it. And I was like, well, you know what? That worked. So let me go ahead and try to analyze these other characters. And I didn't really cut corners or anything. Like, I, d I definitely put the work into each one of those characters. But, like, I was still trying to do them as quick as possible. So, like, I was trying to do, like, a character a week, basically. <laughs> and there was times where, like, I didn't really completely understand the characters. And I would just sit there kind of look at the, looking at those panels with those characters on. Every single panel from the uh, manga after I went ahead and collected them. I'd just look at them over and over and over and stuff until it clicked. But sometimes trying to write that out and stuff was so hard. So, like, I finally got to a point where I, I t did take a little bit of a break from those character analysis videos. Uh, just because, like, the, the actual writing of it... It, it was almost overwhelming there for like a little bit i honestly think like i don't i know you didn't really touch on this too much uh spooks mm -hmm. but like literally every time i start to consider burnout or something i think it literally got getting to know spooks has helped me a lot with that because around the time i started to know him was around the time he did like seven uh <laughs> hundred and one fact videos uh -huh. for like the week of 101s the it weeks, wasn't like yep yeah and like i just remember like i'd already kind of knew him a little bit before he did that and then uh I just remember seeing that hit him like really, really hard. Like I, that was the, like the most burnt out I think I've ever seen somebody that you kind of know on a personal level and stuff like uh -huh. due to themselves. So like, there's so many times where like if I start to feel like a little bit tired or whatever, whenever I'm uh, 
editing or writing or whatever now. I literally just think back to like some of the things Spooks has gone through and guys like that. And I'm like, man, if you can go through that, then like I have nothing to complain <laughs> about. I just keep pushing. So like, I don't know. I don't know if I've necessarily gone through burnout because I still enjoy what I do. But uh-huh. I, I feel like there's a lot of a lot of guys you can get inspiration from like that. I struggle with audio a lot of the times and uh, oh. trying to get that recorded. And then like as I'm sitting there struggling with that, I think, huh. Nux and guys like that have been getting out at like a video a day and like 20 minute videos i'm like if he can do that much audio then i can at least do this much like i don't know things mm-hmm. like that seem to help out a little bit but yeah i think twitch has also helped out a lot as far as uh burnout goes i don't know oh yeah why because i'm definitely putting more time into trying to separate between twitch and youtube like i'm definitely putting more time overall in but i don't know there's something uh very relaxing about like taking that time to uh sit there and play apex on stream and just chill and chat with uh with the boys or whatever i feel like that's definitely helped as far as uh it, it doesn't feel as stressful with, like with burnouts and stuff i don't know i feel like taking that time to relax like that's very important apex breaks yeah you know? yeah I, uh-huh. I took a little too many of those during that Blade of the immortal video <laughs> <laughs> i always feel bad so bad whenever i like send you an invite you're like i'm working on a video i'm like dang it like my bad but then i'm like but <laughs> <laughs> I guess I can take my break now. Yeah, uh, being a bad influence. <laughs> yeah, I feel like when you really feel burnout is when you sit down, like knowing what you want to do, but you just like physically just can't, can't do, do it. it. Yeah, like you just can't do. It. You're like, bro, I just can't right now. Like that's when you know like that, the burnout's real. But I think the closest I felt to that was with those character analysis videos where I sat mm-hmm. there like for so many hours every day, like for like a couple weeks and stuff. Like I was still in college, but like literally after my classes and so like that's what i was doing i'd literally sit there just thinking about the characters constantly yeah, like, trying wow. to understand them <laughs> like i remember just taking showers thinking like huh like why <laughs> like, like there was one video like i'm still not really proud of like i did a video on the orange-haired kid from koe no Kitachi mashiba right mm-hmm. and for the longest okay. time i was like at the end of the day like he hates bullies but then he like falls for Kawhi, right at the very end uh he's like i still like her and, like, even to this day, like, I still, like, I don't really know why, but, like, I still just remember sitting in the shower, like, just thinking about it, like, sitting there sleep, about to go to sleep, just thinking about it. I'm like, why? Like, I just couldn't, couldn't could not wrap my head around it, but I still just, I forced the video out anyways and stuff, just trying to, trying to write it. So, mm-hmm. trying to write things whenever you, you don't really know if it's there, like, that can be a little bit stressful burnout-wise, but. Yeah. The projects that require the most brain power are mm-hmm. usually the ones that set you back like that, for sure. Right. Like, I remember just trying to decipher these characters, if you will. Like, mm-hmm. I do agree with what you said about, like, Twitch being a nice break, too. Because I know, like, mm-hmm. a lot of times I don't always, like, turn the stream on, like, when I'm gaming or whatever. Or, like, every time I'm editing. But just even turning on the stream while you're editing, even if, like, you know, you're, you're editing. So, like, it's not the most exciting right. thing in the world. But you kind of feel, like, more incentive to stay on task because like i know for instance like i hate audio you know that full well (laughs) it's the worst thing to edit period agreed but if i like so i don't do that on stream but just like editing in general it's like usually you know you do a little bit and then like i don't know like let's go check twitter real quick let's see what's going on but if you're Mm -hmm. you have like a live audience and there's people you know interacting with you while you're going you feel less like you're like oh i want to go check twitter right now like you don't really feel that because you you know, you're, you're chatting with people, you're still getting your work done. It's, like, a great way to stay on task, basically. Oh, And also, no like, doubt. get a little that's, bit out of it. That's something I haven't seen many people do. I literally just, I, I literally 100% copied you on that. And I think it paid off a lot. It's one of those things where, like you said, it can be very distracting and it can feel like a grind sometimes if you're sitting there editing, especially a longer video. But I remember you mentioned doing that uh, that video where I ranked every 
every single Shonen Jump manga, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, I did, uh, yeah, it was a grind reading all those and then scripting it and then doing the audio for it. But whenever it came to the editing editing and stuff, I was like, man, I got to get this out quick. It's a 30-plus minute video. And I literally just took notes from, like, your editing streams. I was like, you know what? I'll just, I'm still trying to stream a lot. So I was like, I'll just edit it on stream. And there was something about sitting there for, like, I, I, I spent a couple weekends in a row, just eight or nine hours on Saturday and Sunday, just streaming the editing process. And there's something, like, it doesn't feel like a grind at all whenever you're mm -hmm. sitting there just chilling and chatting with whoever's in the chat and, and editing away at the same time. You get some automatic feedback if you're unsure about something. Yeah. Oh, that's, like, one know, of the dude. best parts. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I don't know. It's just I, I definitely feel like that was an underrated thing to do. And you're definitely one of the trailblazers on that one right there. I, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I enjoy it. I got the idea from <laughs> Your Movie Sucks, if you're familiar with that channel. Um, I watch a lot of like film-related YouTubers in my spare time, but he's probably one of my favorites in terms of like actually mm -hmm. bringing out like a lot of quality and hard work into everything he does. And, like, he does a lot of editing streams, so that's kind of where I got the idea that, like, people actually do mm -hmm. that. <laughs> but other right. than him, I, like, I really hadn't seen anybody else doing it at that time. It doesn't seem very exciting, and, like, I mean, I've sat there and listened to you, because, one, I feel like I can learn stuff about your editing, and, two, like, I just like listening to you talk and stuff. Like, you're a pretty interesting guy, but at the same time, like, I never really considered doing it myself, because I'm like, it doesn't seem like the most entertaining thing in the world, but yeah. once you're actually doing it, like, there's just something very chill about sitting there and talking with the audience as you, uh it just keeps you on task like you said it keeps you on task it's like no, less stressful than you think it'd be and mm -hmm. i don't know just very those are some of like the most productive editing days i've had when i is when i do it on stream yeah it, it's a blast i highly recommend it to any content creators <laughs> who are listening and you know you feel like your editing's dragging give it a shot you never know <laughs> right so jordan didn't come to the podcast without bringing gifts he in fact Holy. brought a full-on game for us to play and compete in is Woo! that right uh-huh i hope you guys are ready i was wanting to see who the best host was and we got oh. there, there's only one way to oh. find out i gotta put you two head to head oh so Evan versus brandon let's let's see who, who comes out on top all right well first right. first off what would you name this activity if you had to choose oh dude i don't i don't know i, I can't name things dude, i don't know my name is the Great anime name. dude my name <laughs> My name is the anime dude. I'm not creative when it comes to naming yeah. things. You guys should oh, know that by now. Uh... <laughs> I was going to ask you how you came up with that, but I felt it would be too long of a story. <laughs> no, I was literally just, I was a high schooler. I was a high schooler. I liked anime. I was going to name myself the anime guy on Twitter. It was taken by some guy with like one follower. So I was like, <laughs> not guy. Uh, dude, I wasn't a man just yet. I was in high school. So... <laughs> Do you ever regret man, yeah. having a name so close to the anime man? One oh, of the all, biggest anime YouTubers? All the freaking time. Not as much now, <laughs> but like literally for the longest time, especially like even if I Googled my name or YouTube searched my name, like I wouldn't pop up. It'd only be Joey. So like, you know how hard it is not even being able to search yourself when you try? Like, <laughs> I mean, like I named like mine that. after a meme. I'm just glad that like it stood out enough. <laughs> Dude, like I hated my name for the longest time. I still, I'm not the biggest fan of it, but like, only real similarities, the anime, I guess, aspect of it. I mean, I guess the, words, the, anime, the main but... benefit is that seeing the name is kind of going to give your viewers like an idea mm -hmm. of what you're all about. Like, you're a dude who likes anime. Whereas exactly. if you see the name, like, too spooky, they're going to be like, what the hell is this? At the same time, though, there's something good about that, though. Like, I, I like it whenever people don't limit themselves with their name, especially when I see new content creators start. Like, your, your name's too spooky. So you could do anime videos, or you could do Mortal Kombat. You could do Fairly Odd Parents. You could do 
Just about anything. McDonald's. <laughs> shout, yeah, shout uh, out to the McDonald's video. I was just thinking. That. 101 facts on McDonald's. Like, you you don't have a limit. But, like, me, if I start talking about other stuff besides anime, I probably need to make a second channel. Like, <laughs> well. So, yeah, I regret my name all the time. But, Jesus. Terrible name. You could probably um, branch out the, the sports dude. <laughs> the sports dude. I, I thought about it. that. Just, have you know. thought about that? I think I do remember I, you I, mentioning I, making a second channel for sports-related stuff a long time ago. I literally have a second Twitter now just called, like, Basket by Dude, like, where the eyes look like L's, so it's just Basketball Dude. Like, oh, that's awesome. And I I'll just, just talk about basketball right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> to, to transition back to the sick activity we've got here, why don't you tell us what exactly you brought for us today and how to play along at home? Alrighty, so basically I took some zoomed-in clips of different anime characters slash manga characters. Brandon here is going to put them on the screen. Big fast. And what we're going to do, since uh, like I feel like I, I, I don't know, really know what all uh, anime or manga Evan has seen or hasn't uh -huh. seen. So I literally just chose anime or manga that I know I know that Spooks has seen. Huh. Uh, oh, okay. So we're rigging so, it. So, no, no. So, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> So Evan is gonna get to go first on all of these. Oh, perfect! And if he can guess, if he can guess the character, he gets a point. If he can guess, if he just guesses the series and not the character, um, he gets a half a point. And if he can't guess it on his first try, or if uh, uh -huh. or if he's wrong, then uh, then Brandon gets a chance to take that point. So we're gonna see who can end up with the most points after these ten characters are uh, are shown. Cool. All right. All right. Let's get it going. Sounds good to me. All righty. All right, let's do it. I'm going to pop the first one on the screen now. Should okay. be showing up on Twitch momentarily. This was actually <laughs> one of the harder ones. It was one of the first ones That's I did. Ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, shoot. That could be from a lot of things. I will That's say. This one was one of the only manga ones. So. I know what it is, and I know that you've seen this series. I have seen it? Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm going to guess One Punch Man. Uh. uh. All right, well, can I have you no idea the character, what the character name is. Can you name the character, Spooks? The character is Cone from Bleach. Oh, oh it shoot. is Cone. <laughs> it's Cone. Buff Cone. I'm sending you the picture right now. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, I'm going to pop it forward, onto the screen here. After that, oh, I see head. that. <laughs> the answer's so good. <laughs> One second here. You see where I took the picture from? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the uh, the answer right here. Buff Five cone. things you didn't know about cone. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Look at that like-dislike ratio. That's pretty good. Hey, that uh. is pretty good. <laughs> All righty. So I will now pop the second one on stream. Number two. One, oh. Number oh, two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. Do these yes. ever get easier? What? Uh, these are actually surprising. I thought this one was actually one of the easier ones. So maybe oh, not. no. Oh, I, know you, I know you should know this one too, Evan. I should know this. Oh. No reading the chat. Yeah, no reading, the chat. reading the chat. <laughs> I'm not reading the chat. I'm closing it. I guess for you two spooks. Um, all right, is it from Dragon Ball Z? Yeah, let me go ahead and send the picture so you can... Oh, oh wait, I haven't guessed yet. You can't show yeah, it. Brandon oh. the I, mean, I already, I already, look, I already knew look. it, to be fair, though. Don't look. Oh! <laughs> well, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that it's going from Hunter x Hunter. When he's hospitalized after being a big boy. Yep, yep. Oh! <laughs> so that means so it's half a point for uh, the, the the anime and a point for the character name, right? 
Uh, no, it's it's a uh, if you can name the character, it's a point. Um, and that's that's literally all you get's a point. The end. Um, is a but point. if you can only name the if you can only name the series because you can't name the character or something, oh. then uh, then it's a half a point. Okay, so. cool. All right, so that means it's two to zero. So like if you guess like say he said Hunter Hunter then like I'd be like yeah it's Hunter Hunter there's a half point now like who is it from Hunter Hunter or something like that. But well or, let me just uh, put the answer yeah. on stream for people who were curious. There you go that's yep. what it's been taken oh, from. Hey. <laughs> Look at that little it's skinny boy. Another pretty sweet ratio on there. Hey. I there's a couple that uh don't have that but we'll we'll get to that later yeah it's All the right. fighter bites oh uh, yeah <laughs> okay number Five three, three. <laughs> this one this one's a, an easy one you got oh this. there we go that's uh mikasa ackerman from attack oh. on titan oh my god one two boom jesus that was quick the scarf gave it away huh uh -huh. <laughs> dang it i would say i'd probably guess mikasa even without the scarf because that's the only female Attack on Titan character besides Annie, that I would. How do you know it's female? What about uh, Historia? It, what do you mean? How do I know it's female? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Did you just assume the gender of that character? I'm gonna get no. demonetized <laughs> if I explain it. All right. Uh, do you want to send me the answer, Jordan? Uh, yep, yep. Just so I can give it to the boys at home. I like Ooh, how you just took that. these from every, every, they're, they're <laughs> just screenshot of different videos. <laughs> well, you don't have a my anime list, and I figured this was a good oh, way to make sure true. that you know, this is like main reason Evan's going first every time, so you don't. He's edited all the videos. <laughs> all right, boop, and there we go. Okay, so. Do I have to guess the character's name first, or can I guess no, the series? No, you can give the series first, and then if you're so right, it's from Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Okay. And I think it's Kaiba's little brother, Mokuba. Ooh. I'll give him a half point for it. Half point. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's Jaden Yuki. Oh, that's... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Three point, Three. boys. Oh. oh Three to one and a half. Let's... I'm doing way right. better than I thought I would. Let me send that answer in there just so people can see. <laughs> That was a good Hell crop yeah. of that. <laughs> Here's what our boy's looking like. Hell that yeah. That was a very recent video. <laughs> oh, man. Alrighty, four is... That was number four, right? Yep, four. So now here is five. Dang it. Let's see. Oh, that's Obito. Uh, oh, man. That, that <laughs> was quick. That was quick. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so... <laughs> 2.5 dang it catching All right, up we're, i'm doing way better than i thought i would i mean i know that you've seen a lot of the same things as me like obviously not yeah. everything but a lot of it oh look at him that one i literally thought about just doing the mask like without the hair added to the corner but i was like oh that'd be mean like i would i don't know if i'd be able to just get the mask <laughs> day or days day is that was, that was quick though i'm impressed <laughs> one right. of our friends or not to be one of our friends, when we went to an anime convention, dressed up as uh, Obito. Yep, our, our previous <laughs> guest, Zesty Luke, in fact. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, okay. Is this from Dragon Ball Z? Yes. Yeah. Okay, is it Piccolo? Oh! No. Oh, it's... I know who it is. <laughs> yes, it's, I... it's Cell. Specifically it's Cell. Specifically Form oh, 1 Cell. I knew it. <laughs> it's gotta be Form 1 Cell. So on those, are we wanting to go like a half point each if like he guesses the series and then you go on to guess the character? Or are we uh, 
I'm just going, giving you the full point. Well, I mean, I got the character name, so that's where the full point comes from. Full point? Okay, making sure. I didn't know which way I wanted to do that. So he's got three now, and I got four. Three to four. Look at him. Got him. Oh, it was was cell one. Or form. Form (laughs) one of cell. Once I got Dragon Ball Z, I knew I had a 50-50 shot there. (laughs) Heck yeah. One of the green guys. Of green boys, yep. (laughs) Green boys. All right. Numero seven. Ooh, that's pretty good. This one's harder. A little um, bit. I'm not gonna lie. I actually don't have a clue on this one. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, it's some eyes. And <laughs> like, I'm uh, I'm racking my brain what this could be from. What if I watched recently JoJo? And that's I didn't say that until the end. Um, I will I will give one hint. All right. Okay. I will say I did not I did not do the same character twice. All right, so it's not going if that's what you guys are. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Is it from Hunter Hunter? No. Okay. Well, was that I your no guess? Or... <laughs> <laughs> I thought you that hint gave something away, but it didn't. Oh no no! I was literally just like <laughs> one of the first things I just thought of whenever he pulled up the picture right here was I thought gone. I was like, oh wait no, like mm-hmm. I don't want them to think that because I literally already did. Gone. <laughs> so, I mean, I'll let you guess again, Evan. I'll let you to. guess another. Oh, I get to guess again. Phenomenal. Like um, I might have an idea for the anime, but I'm very unsure. I yeah yeah. So I just letting you go twice that way. <laughs> Eliminating the series, and narrowing it down for him. <laughs> oh boy, um, I don't know. Is it from Naruto? No, it is not. Okay. I'm just gonna guess right, Full so Metal Alchemist. Nope. Damn. Oh my God. Neither one of you guys got that. All right, Ooh. I'll send in the answer now. All right, I'm, I'm I mean, I get a point shaking with that. anticipation. <laughs> Jordan gets a point. <laughs> oh, it's Mob Psycho. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> How did you not remember that, Brandon? I mean, you, you watched every, every frame of it. Every <laughs> frame. I mean, you watched every I, I see frame. it now. Yeah, I didn't There's watch no every frame. Experience. I see it now, but I wouldn't have guessed that before. I, don't, I was stumped. Yeah, I, I couldn't think of what it was. I couldn't think of what it was. <laughs> Wow. That's oh, right that's there. a good one. Got that's me. That's really good. <laughs> Got me. All right. Number eight. <laughs> Great. Okay, so now that I know you didn't do the same series twice, I thought I knew what this one was, but now I'm clueless. I have not the slightest clue. I'm going to guess Fairy Tale. You think this one's from Fairy Tale? Yeah. I'm sure. I do think that. Oh, no, it's not. Okay. <laughs> Shoot. <sighs> okay. Okay. So if these are coming from videos on my channel. Let me think. Let me think very yeah, you hard. Not look uh, at your videos. I'm not. I, I'm so not touching anything. Go, go look. I have. Um, Don't go look. I have like Don't a window. I have times. a window open no. over the chat too, so I can't see what Don't people even... are saying. Oh, okay. Yeah, I moved the chat too. Don't even look at your old videos. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm literally not touching anything. I'm just staring head. at the the stream preview on Streamlabs here, looking Gosh, at this. Um, what? I mean, it really doesn't look like the Full Metal Alchemist style, but. I'm just gonna guess that. I don't know. Full Metal Alchemist? It is not. Fuck! Oh man. Read! Alright. <laughs> Let me go ahead and send this answer. And, oh, you guys are failing hard on these oh, last we've two. Got... <laughs> we oh, we've got. Oh! Oh my. Wow. <laughs> wow! Okay. Uh... Uh... <laughs> so, uh, that would be. It's not safe for stream. Katsumaki's hindquarters. Oh my god. <laughs> Did anybody? Nobody guessed that in the chat. I'm so happy. Yeah, I, <laughs> like I'm glad butt. none of us are cultured. <laughs> wow. Oh my oh goodness. God. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, I had to. 
I was scrolling through pictures of her. I was like, I, I literally thought that was like hair that's in between so biceps. <laughs> so I picked, I picked all these out in like 20 minutes over my lunch break today. Oh, my God. <laughs> Nothing right. thought went into. Here we go. I think this is Nina from Full Metal Alchemist. Oh. Is that your final guess? Yeah. No, it's not. Oh, what? I think I know what it is then. If it's not that, it's got to be oh, Light no. Yagami from Death Note. No. Nope. What? Oh <laughs> my god, you guys are yes. all struggling. What? Hold on, let me let me send it in. Let me let me send this in. Oh, oh my yes. god. <laughs> Thank goodness. Uh, oh, it's not you. What? <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> that's a really good crop. Oh, oh I my god. Never guess that was pink hair. The hair, yeah, it Ultra almost looks brown, guy. dude. It almost looks brown. Whoa. It's from I, your oh. video. You picked that picture. Oh, okay. <laughs> I made that video when I did not have a clue about fairy tale, for the record. Oh, and for two, that's oh, that, that, good. That, that, yeah, I know. Great, great decision on my part. Never again. But you made a video on facts on this guy, and you can't. Get bro, it. the hair looks brown. Ultimate Guardian got it. You should get. Oh, Ooh, oh my god, dude. Oh my god. All right, so that was number nine. All right, here is number ten. That's Escanor. Fuck! Oh, that was quick! <laughs> Easy. <laughs> I didn't know if you'd recognize the mustache. I should make sure not to do an anime one on that one. I was black and that white. That was good. Dang it. All right, let me go ahead and send the answer in so they can see where it yeah. came from. I mean, <laughs> that is a top 10 stash <laughs> of all mustache. time. Uh -huh. what's, the, what's the score count? I'm terrible at keeping score. We have four, four and four. We are yep. tied. Oh, oh, so we gotta go through the tiebreaker then. Okay. Yep, we're going into the last one. The bonus. I actually have a bonus one. Ah. Uh, bonus. Ooh. There is where that's from. Ooh. Oh my god. Alright, and the absolute <laughs> bonus! Look at that. That's. <laughs> this is my favorite anime, probably. <laughs> <laughs> the Fairly Odd Parents of uh, Wanda, I believe. Uh, I lost! Oh my god! Oh, he oh. took the win! Evan, Evan wins! Well, Alright. I didn't know if you'd get that one. I thought it'd be a little bit of a trick, because. <laughs> Now we know who the better co-host is. God That's dang That's crazy. <laughs> Evan won the anime challenge. Gosh, oh, dang. man. I am undefeated in guest challenges so far. They were your videos, spooks. And they were your videos. <laughs> I mean, I didn't get to go first. I guess I, I screwed up a couple of them for sure. So you have that on you me. I will give you that. Oh, my God. Oh. oh, I'm so happy they were your videos. That makes, that makes it so much better. I'm very upset. That I didn't get some of those. I can't believe. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that light Yagami one. Or, I'm sorry, not You were so confident. Really Dude, it looked so that... much like a screen. Like the hairstyle. It looked like the, uh, okay. the I will eat a chip. Light Yagami. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, if it I'll wasn't Nina, like you um, thought, I'm like, all right, so, damn it. Frick. I was worried you guys were going to say Attack on Titan because it looked like Potato Girl. Well, I know you, you already did uh, Mikasa, though. That's and you said you weren't doubling I tried to make up. sure they were all different series and characters. That <laughs> Dang, dude. Dang, dude. All right. Oh, that was that was great. I really liked that. <laughs> wow. That, that was... Wow, thanks for doing that, Jordan. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, thank You're you, Jordan. You're welcome. Big upset hey, at the Evan. end, but... Evan, never let him live that down. Just no, his videos? That's... Do me a favor. <laughs> I got you, Jordan. No, this. don't worry. For years. <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, man. So, now that we had that, let's talk a little bit about the manga slash anime we are reading slash watching. Heck yeah. 
Well, I guess before we get into the the weekly chapters here of a couple that we're going to be talking about, I guess we should just ask Jordan in general. You know, is there anything new you're reading slash watching lately? Uh, there's been a few different series that have kind of came out. They've all the recent Shonen Jump series. I don't know if they're just going too hard towards gags or what, but like they, a lot of them haven't really caught my interest. Uh, the last two have been Mori King and Bone Collection. I made videos on both, and uh-huh. I, I don't know, like the. The, the ending of Chapter 2 for Bone Collection was just very disappointing to me. Like, they went on a, down a very gag route. And I don't know if it's just because Gintama ended, like, recently or what, but there's been so many gag manga in Jump that just a lot of them haven't hit with me. Mm-hmm. As far as series that I wish they to read that are a little bit newer, don't have an anime adaptation as of yet. I really like Mashal, Magic and Muscles. I really like Act Age. Chainsaw Man isn't bad. It just kind of kind of depends on your taste and stuff. Like it took me a little while to get into it, but once I got into it, you know, I found it very entertaining. If nothing else, it wasn't like too deep of a story, but it was entertaining. One that's a little bit underrated. It like is basically like a gag manga, but doesn't really seem like one based on the first chapter. Was a uh... oh crap, what was it called? Uh, it was like it was a spy one, but it's in Weekly Shonen Jump. Um, something Family. Man, I'm blanking on names. I'm so bad with names. It's all good. I have no I clue, know. so I can't say. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> if I could help uh, you, I mi- would. Oh, it's Mission Yuzakura Family. I didn't look it up, but like it just took me a while to remember. Okay. But uh, yeah, that's a that's a good one. I, it was an underrated comedy. Um, but I don't know. You know, there's a lot of big long long running series in Shonen Jump that have, are either in their last arc or are going to be coming to an end soon. I, I, I still still need to catch up to a lot of them um, as far as I'm a few chapters behind on most series. But, you know, I think Demon Slayer's ending soon. It's, like, winding up. Uh, the Promise Neverland's in its last arc, if I, I believe. And Haikyuu's wrapping up. I think we're about to enter, like, a new era here soon. And I don't really know what's what the newest uh, standouts are going to be. It, it, it's an exciting time, but it's also a little bit worrisome. But I don't know. Is there anything yeah. that you guys are reading that you'd like to talk about? Oh, well, we're going to be talking about a couple of them, but I guess in terms of, like, what you just listed off here, um, I recently got caught up with Chainsaw Man myself, and uh, Mm -hmm. I have to say, like, it was a really easy read. Um, I got through it really quickly. I think there's only, like, you know, 60-something chapters out right now, like, the the later 60s. I would say it's one of those manga where the story itself isn't, like, super interesting. It's more just kind of, like, a really basic concept, but But I really like a lot of the characters, and the powers are pretty cool. I would say the characters are mainly what drive it for me. Like, it's definitely become mm-hmm. more of, like, a guilty pleasure manga rather than, like, something I think is, like, you know, extravagant. But I think if they animated right. that with a, a good animation studio, it could be, like, top tier. Like, similar right, to what happened right. with Demon Slayer, where you take, like, a, a seemingly simple concept, but you really, like, go above and beyond with the visuals and the presentation, really mm-hmm. make it stand out. No, no doubt, no doubt. One thing that I'm really excited to see animated, like, like I said, uh, I listed a few things there. One is Act Age, which is a Shonen Jump manga about actors, acting in general, I guess. Uh, you have the main character. She's this young lady that... Uh, I'm trying to think how to describe her without spoiling stuff. I guess in the first couple chapters, it just lets you know that she's really good about uh, method acting, which uh-huh. is where you just kind of immerse yourself in the role. But mm-hmm. then it kind of goes over the psychological implications of that, of somebody being that good at it, and how it's like ruined actors in the past and whatnot. Like, Say you're playing in a role where somebody's very emotionally hurt and your method acting whatever to that extreme like you're gonna come the the performance itself might be magnificent but like you're kind of just like gradually self-destructing and destroying yourself in the process potentially so like it's kind of her journey of like one to become an actor but two to like mature and grow as a person and each thing that they end up making movie on or acting out or whatever ends up having like an overarching theme about it that 
also plays into the main narrative. And I don't know, it's just a very well done series that I can't wait to see animated. I feel like once it is animated, it's going to have a lot of new fans and it might be like the next big thing to come out of Shonen Jump as far as like, you know, how Demon Slayer and Black Clover mm-hmm. and all those uh-huh. things have made waves. It's not a battle of Shonen by any means, but I, I do think it'll make waves once it's once it's animated. Yeah, I remember watching your Shonen Jump ranking video and that one specifically and Mashal both really mm-hmm. interested me. And I like, think the concept of act age, like you explained it, the psychological mm-hmm. implications of being a method actor and yep, yep. like and the identity crisis that could create i think that's pretty fascinating oh yeah yeah i don't know it's, it's one of those where it's hard to explain without like it's just so unique in the yeah. like, in the entire approach so like it's one of those where i definitely recommend people read it for themselves but mm-hmm. i haven't really had a person i recommended it to yet that went and read it and was disappointed in it everybody said that they loved it after reading it but it's one of those where it's not really like an eye-catching uh battle shonen so it's not like a something i don't think a lot of people will be reading and then once it's actually made into an anime though like i feel like it'll catch a lot of people's eyes so well is there anything uh you're reading recently there evan or do you want to jump into the the chapters that we uh are catching up on here yeah i guess i'll well first i'm recently excuse me for that cough um uh watching diamond is unbreakable from jojo and so i'm about halfway through that and I'm really enjoying it, you know? I think that the atmosphere and sort of the episode tones are are really interesting to me. I like them a lot, specifically Morio. I think the background, and I, I know I texted you this, Brandon, but I yeah. think JoJo is really an anime that it kind of gains another level when it's animated versus as a manga. Mm-hmm. Not that the manga's bad, ever, because that's what I read for part three, and I really enjoyed it, and there were certain episodes with oingo boingo that i wanted to watch (laughs) (laughs) are my favorite characters but yeah i just think it's been really interesting and i'm excited to see how the latter half goes yeah i would say like as far as like having seen parts one through five like in the anime i would say that one the whoever's directing it they're doing like a fantastic job of really like bringing the manga to life in a unique way and i think Mm -hmm. part four in particular is the one that they really nailed it on I think part three, there's some things about, like, the animation style that, like, at least in some parts, where I feel like they could have maybe done a little better, but it was still really top tier for adapting it, and then part five kind of takes a step back from part four, like, for me personally, in terms of, like, you don't really notice a lot of those things from the earlier seasons, where, like, there's, like, a lot of, like, color changes, and the stuff where, Mm -hmm. like, you see, like, the words Uh vibrate on screen, like, all those JoJo meme type stuff, you don't really (laughs) see that a lot in part five. Uh Uh-huh. But I would say part four is where they really nailed it by making it like a super unique and top tier experience compared to the manga where like Mm -hmm. it kind of transcends it and makes it a lot better. And I am happy to see what you're going to think of the second half because I I think that's the better half for me. But the earlier part two where it's like kind of, you know, in part three, they have to go to Egypt. So like there's this whole, you know, new scene, new fight all the time. Whereas in um, just a, a small quaint town, um, it makes it more kind of like down to earth in a way. Yeah, and I, I like it getting more modern. I think that interests me more. Yeah, mm-hmm. that too. I'm just, but... I'm really excited for you. I just, I just love so much <laughs> when somebody new starts JoJo's. Like, yeah, it's kind I, of... I only, I only watched it, for, oh, I was about to say, I only watched it for the first time like a couple, maybe like two years ago, it, less maybe. Uh-huh. I don't know, but I've watched through it twice <laughs> all the way through. And first time through, 
you know, like part one, I was mainly just laughing at it because I didn't know what the heck was going on. Yeah. Um, part two, you start to see the potential of it because you, you know it's an entire, it's a generational thing to where you don't, no characters are really safe. Um, anything can happen. You start to realize that, and like there's so much potential there. Part uh-huh. three's felt a little dragged out the first time through. You know, it's uh, so long and almost episodic in a way, a little repetitive. And then you know, part four and five were really good. But it's one of those things where, like, towards the end of it, I started to really get into that vibe of JoJo's. Like, I feel like that's such an underrated thing. Like, uh-huh. getting into that vibe changes everything. Because then I rewatched <laughs> it, and I think part three uh-huh. is, like, my favorite part. Like, you just love every aspect of the journey. Not nearly long enough. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I'm just really excited for you, my guy. Like, <laughs> like one, like, yeah, you're, you're watching it. You're experiencing it. But, like, if you can just get into that vibe, like, the whole groove of JoJo's as a whole, it's such a unique show. It's, I don't know, I love it. Is it is super unique. Yeah, absolutely. It's not like any other battle anime or manga yeah. it's it's very no. its own it's thing and it, it's, it's the almost... definition of extra and yeah <laughs> once you get to be that extra like you 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 appreciate it more and you love it <laughs> and it's almost got it's it well not almost it definitely has its own subculture in like oh, anime oh fans. no doubt <laughs> yeah it, it's definitely kind of gotten out of control with some jojo fans i've seen at least just experiencing it through uh, twitter and whatnot but i think it's just because it's grown to a point where there are a ton of more fans where I feel like once any fan base grows that much, you're going to have those people that kind of... Yeah, I agree with that. Fan base for about sure. Mm-hmm. A lot of, the name of a lot of the fan bases that you think have bad fans, and a lot of them, it's because that fan base got so big that... Yeah. Like, those type of people are definitely just more likely to be... They might, they might not be the majority, but they're definitely usually the loudest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, else. look at Rick and Morty, my favorite <laughs> yeah. anime. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love anime. I love Rick and Morty. Like, one of my <laughs> favorite shows. But, like, yeah, there are some people that... Yeah, yeah, you yeah, see those those meme <laughs> videos of the guy screaming at McDonald's for Szechuan sauce, right? Szechuan sauce, that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not the whole uh, fan base, but you, you see more and more of those videos, and you're like, ah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> super excited oh, for you, one though. thing. Yeah. I so, am super excited. Thanks, guys. So, Brandon, what have you been reading slash watching? Uh, well, I uh, recently got caught up with Chainsaw Man. Uh-huh. Um, I've been watching some Gintama slowly getting through it still very early in um i'm finishing my full like first like complete rewatch of gx because i i did a lot of yeah did a research for it for the video because like back in the day i was super into the original series but when gx came around i only saw like bits and pieces as it was airing so this is like my first true Mm -hmm. experience of it so that's exciting um i started reading a manga called black cat which is an older shonen oh that was my first anime I don't know. I'm liking it so far. I'm not very far, though. It's kind of like about... um, The best way to describe it is like Hitmen, sort of. But like... Okay. They're just kind of getting... Bounty Hunters-ish. Yeah. Yeah, like Bounty Hunters where like... I guess Hitmen's not the right word. Uh, Basically, like you said, like Bounty Hunters where they're... You know, Mm -hmm. they get a target. They capture them, make money. Sometimes dead, sometimes alive. Sometimes both. It used to be in Jump, didn't it? I don't know if it used to be in Jump. It's definitely a Shonen. It's a Shonen Jump manga. Um, Yeah. It's... I think it's about 20 volumes long, so it's like a, it's got a decent size of it. I'm not sure like how popular it was back in the day or anything, because I don't really know much about it. It just kind of caught my eye, so I'm uh-huh. like, all right, I'm going to give it a shot. Other than that, I haven't really been watching too much else other than just keeping up with the, the weekly stuff, monthly stuff. I will say, though, like for Gintama in particular, like it's supposed to be this <laughs> series that is like um very like it, it's it has a very big reputation reputation yeah, excited for your hot take here <laughs> yeah because like a lot of people like put it up there like in their top five 
like it's supposed to be that good but so far it's been kind of underwhelming for me it's Mm -hmm. kind of like an episodic comedy right now with like little bits of like characterization and you know Mm -hmm. plot sprinkled in here and there but the fact that it's episodic hasn't really given me anything to like latch on to you know obviously like since it's a comedy like some of the jokes make me chuckle here and there but i'm just waiting for like apparently the these quote-unquote serious arcs of gintama where like it really uh quote-unquote gets good so i'm just gonna you know make it a slow burn because i'm definitely like enjoying it (laughs) but i'm not impressed that's what i i say about it that's kind of how I am, but I'm only like eight episodes in, so I'm like not even nearly as much as you on Gintama. Mm-hmm. But as far as Black Cat, fun fact, oh. my avatar for my YouTube channel, I just remember telling the artist, I was like, make it like Train Hartnet, but different <laughs> hair or whatever. Yeah, I, I was interested <laughs> that eyes. his name was Train, of all things. <laughs> just like I know. But he was like one of my favorite characters growing up, and I don't think it was necessarily any amount of death to him, really, because like, I don't know. I don't remember a ton about the show, but I just remember thinking he was really cool. Mm-hmm. He was like one of the first anime I ever watched, so... A lot of nostalgia there. I probably need to watch that, rewatch that at some point. I'm interested in hearing how you end up liking it as a, you know, as a complete thing, non starry eyed kid. Yeah. <laughs> first discovering anime. Oh, I will certainly certainly <laughs> let you know as I get through it. I, I'm probably only like 20 chapters in, maybe. I haven't got that far yet. Just reading in the downtime now that I have the Shonen Jump app, <laughs> which is super nice, by the way. Uh-huh. I like it oh. a lot. Oh, um, I love the app, but oh man, I forgot it's on there. I need to just read it. Yeah, That's it is. So I, I would recommend since you have such a history with it, you know, maybe bring some nostalgia back into your life. Right, right. But uh, in terms of stuff that we've all read, I know that um, we were going to talk about it last episode, but we had a uneducated guest when it came to Berserk. <laughs> but Berserk got a new chapter <laughs> shortly after we first did our first episode of the podcast. And uh, now we actually uh-huh. get to talk about it. So what did you guys think? Let's put it out there right now. Uh, I mean, it just looked like it kind of set some things up. I mainly just kind of skimmed it and stuff because you guys said you wanted to talk about it and I hadn't read it yet. I'm the type to let a few chapters build up and then yep. read it That's how, that's how I am time. too, for sure. But, but I was on my way getting caught up huh. with this one. But I don't know. I've read through Berserk a few times. And like, if I if I read through a new chapter, like all by myself, like it just makes me want to read more Berserk. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh-huh. It's always hard to just read that one chapter, which is why I usually wait for a little bit and then yeah, well, I think, like you uh, said, it, it, it's building up to a lot more mm-hmm. to come after. I, I, I am definitely just happy seeing Casca back, you know? I, uh-huh. I, love her. I don't know if, like, wait, are, we, are we allowed to say that? Oh, like, I'm, if we're talking about, we're chapters, about chapters, we're spoiling shit, boys. Oh, okay. Get ready. Yeah, I, I assumed, I didn't know. Right. Yeah, I just, I love, I've, ever ever since Costco's came back, like, I've been so excited for, like, every chapter that has followed. Mm-hmm. I'm just seeing more. I mean, from what I've heard, Miura is has a lot of like new assistants that he's been training for a while to like really get his new style down. And uh, according to what he said in an interview, this is where like Berserk chapters are supposed to become like semi more frequent because now that he's getting his assistants up to par with you know like his expectations, we'll say, um, mm-hmm. we could actually be seeing like what I cause, like this chapter kind of ended with like a cliffhanger with the Skull Knight coming up to guts, right? Yeah. Talking about like the end of his journey and like how it's uh-huh. not everything it's set out to be. So it gives me the impression that we're probably going to be transitioning into, like, what's going to be the final arc. Like, maybe, you know, now that Casca's back and the Fairy Queen, I think. That's who it is, right? The Fairy Queen, King, one of those two? I believe so. Elf. 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 Right, my bad. So the Elf uh, King or Queen. I was going to I'm pretty sure it's the Queen, but I can't remember. It's been a while (laughs) since I've, like, read when they first got to the island. I think it's the Elf King, but she is a woman. Yeah. So now that um, Mm -hmm. she's saying that she's going to be helping 
get Casca's like mental state back to where it should be. I feel like Guts is basically gonna have to somehow confront Griffith at some point. Like I feel like we're going to be building up to this final conflict eventually. Mm-hmm. Like coming to yeah. like whenever because now that they got there, she's back to well, quote unquote back to normal. Um, we got to be transitioning to what's going to be like the end game for the series. Yeah, it just it blows my mind reading some of these newer chapters that have taken place on this uh, Elf Island or what? Mm-hmm. What is it called? Like the, the Elf Kingdom or Elf Island or I, think I don't it's know Elf what, Island. All right, I, don't, I couldn't remember what it was called, but like ever since I got there and stuff, just seeing some of the uh, the freaking surroundings like that have been uh-huh. put into showing this place. Like I feel like the art is better than it's ever oh, really been for sure. Like, these, like that blows my mind. Like it's, he's improved so much over the years and. You'd think, like, with him getting older and, like, the stress of actually, like, maybe finishing the series and, like, giving it a conclusion, like, you'd think that maybe that would cause the art to decline a little bit, but no, it's the opposite. Yeah, and Brandon, when you were saying about getting assistance, imagine how big of an honor that would be to be an assistant for Berserk. I know, right? (laughs) And that art style. (laughs) It's crazy. Right. And, like, I I just, like, the one panel that I think of in terms of, like, peak Berserk art is when, um... Griffith is on top of like the gigantic hulking uh I don't even remember his name but like the somewhat dictator like guy yeah mm-hmm. and uh the, the skull knights there um oh my god why can't I think of his name it starts with the z frick zod zod I, for some zod. reason like yeah, zed yeah. was coming to my mind but I knew it wasn't right <laughs> zod is that like I don't know that panel just always brings me back to like I don't peak berserk and it's just gotten better since then it's crazy to, like, just read, like, the first arc and see how far he's come as an artist alone. Right, right. Because I know, yeah, like... I really... Go, Go ahead. ahead. I was just going to nope. say, since you've been, like, reading through it, like, <laughs> you know, you've been catching up, you've been able to see a more recent perspective of, like, how he began versus where he's at now. Yeah, and I think there's a lot more... I mean, not that there ever wasn't world building, because obviously the first arc is, like, 100 chapters. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is world building up to the climax of that arc. But I think that there's, he just never lets anything be. Everything always has a purpose. Mm -hmm. And I think reading through it all the way straight, like I have, you can see a lot of those characters come back and go away and how they've changed. And it's really fascinating. And yeah, like you said, clearly, like just from looking at the art, you can see the detail in the eyes now and sort of (laughs) like, it's, it's incredible. Because, like, I know also in terms of that, like, Jordan has been reading Berserk for years now. So he got to experience all the hiatuses, like, when they were on the ship, for instance. Whereas we (laughs) got to, like, just experience it straight through with, like, good pacing. No, that's what I was about to bring up, was just how, like, you realize how how different a lot of stuff is whenever you're experiencing it in, like, a binge format compared to week to week. Uh So, like, while things seem to be going so slow right now, like Spooks was saying, when I first caught up, like the boat arc was like starting so and waiting for so long on every single boat chapter it felt like forever it felt like they spent they literally spent years on a boat so you know guts was just always on a boat (laughs) boat. but uh you know i went back and reread it after that and the pacing of that arc like seeing how well it flowed and how it didn't drag on whenever you're reading through all the way it honestly kind of blew my mind a little bit like how that works yeah that's fascinating it's one of those things where it's hard that's why it's hard for me to almost go year to year with berserk chapters with you know the uh-huh. annual chapter and whatnot but yeah i know with hunter but, hunter i'm gonna have to go back and reread oh, this yeah. whole arc because i oh yeah every like time a, a new one comes out i'm like what what are they doing it's all <laughs> words too there's like no pictures it's like a novel dude. 
Yeah, I think, uh -huh. like... He's still explaining. With, like, the last cha few chapters I remember from Hunter x Hunter, I feel like they're getting into the meat of what the Secession arc is going to be. Yeah. But, mm -hmm. obviously, there's still things they need to introduce, and, like, they actually need to get, you know, interactions happening between all the, the sons and daughters. Mm -hmm. It's going to be interesting. Dude, not just that. Togashi's still freaking introducing, like, new Nen concepts. Oh, yeah, I know. He's like, this is how this works. I'm like, what? Like, isn't this... This is the most fleshed-out system... Like, that makes sense and it's balanced and everything in all of anime and manga. And, like, he's still adding more to it that just elaborates on it. It's crazy. Further. And I'm like, it blows my mind. Man. But, I really, I don't know. really excited back, for that to come back. Going back to Berserk and how Evan was saying everything has a purpose. You know, I just, I really can't wait to see the, the whole purpose of that nose being. Like, I feel like, <laughs> oh, oh, we know a little bit from the weekend. But... <laughs> the I got a link to being. slide your way, George. <laughs> I, I saw I saw the Wicked page, but like oh. I, I can't wait to actually see the like the canon chapter on it if we if we get one. I feel like that's gonna be more towards the very latter end of the series, maybe an epilogue of sorts. But uh... the last page is the last panel is just the nose creature. Yeah, yeah, you know a little bit a little bit before uh, you know whoever's we're viewing the story through is ended. But you know I feel like that'll be interesting. <laughs> Nothing else. I'm really excited for it. I mean, speaking of noses, I feel like one of the things that like in Berserk that I'm most interested to see is what's going to end up happening with the 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 Baylet or Behelet that Guts has been hanging on to since, uh -huh. like, the first arc. Because mm -hmm. I feel like that's going to come back into play somehow, whether it be he it himself, quote-unquote, using it, or it's going to be somebody else in his party or somebody completely different. Because, you know, it's kind of insinuated that they are, like, a piece of destiny, in a way. Mm -hmm. Like, since he has it right now, he is carrying it to where it is fated to be at some point in time, whether that be for him or for somebody else completely. I'm just interested to see where that ends up because it's kind of like this plot thread that's been there the whole time that has yet to like really take form. And not only that, Guts is my favorite character in all of anime or manga. So like it kind of goes without saying that, yes, he's human. He's one of the most human characters we've ever gotten to know in any medium. And I know I sound like a fanboy saying that. Uh, I'm probably just kind of rambling on a little bit about that. But as far as foreshadowing and stuff goes, like there's always one scene I remember reading of... Uh, I don't know if it's like his dark side. I can't, I'm trying to think back on the it. Berserk armor. Um, where it shows the dog and like he, yeah. he almost rapes. He almost rapes Casca. Yep. And seeing the fact that he's capable of that, and seeing how well it was elaborated upon um, the reasoning for it back whenever Griffith did it. As much as like we love to hate on Griffith and say Griffith did everything wrong, and we see everything through guts because he's the protagonist and everything. They may not be as different as like we like to think they are. And I don't know, I'd love to almost see that explored a little bit. Like a little bit more based on that foreshadowing mm -hmm. like because they've obviously yeah. taken very different paths and griffith's giving into destiny and guts has fought it but yeah and i, think I don't know there's there's such perfect foils like that's what they're placed oh, yeah. up to be right like you look mm -hmm. at their armors and everything it's so yeah, opposite yeah. and so i think oh, they're compared and contrasted all the time but yeah I don't know. <laughs> and i think you're right i that that idea that concept sounds so fascinating to mm -hmm. me of how similar situations are approached differently like you said the the mm -hmm. rape of casca right and I yeah, think like that I, just seeing that Guts was capable of that, like uh -huh. I remember that just hit me hard. I was like, man, like because he's he literally is like basically dedicating his life to protecting the the shell of the girl that he once loved, and then but like he's still capable of, of giving into those losing himself, like, yeah, losing himself, yeah, in that. Because I will say, like so. when it comes to Griffith in particular, I feel like the that's like the point where basically anybody who could still sympathize with Griffith kind of like was like, all right, what the fuck are you doing, bro? At least for me personally. I because I can full like I even though it's you know not cool 
I can totally understand, like, why he would sacrifice his friends, right? Because mm -hmm. um, they go through that whole speech about how, like, oh, well, you've already kind of stomped on this many people to get to this goal, so what's just a few more, right? Like, even though they're your, your dearest friends and the people you respect the mm -hmm. most, like, you've already sacrificed lives, countless lives, to, to reach this goal, and now here's your chance. So I would understand why he would do that, but I always kind of just was, like, very confused on why he would take that extra dominance phase like right after all that uh, i don't know it just i think there's a there's a few different reasons for it and like the various analysis i've seen of it and stuff and also just reading it myself a few times but i think the meat and potatoes of it is simply the fact that after after those steps were taken like you said it was kind of elaborated upon why he did it like he didn't want all the sacrifices to go to waste he sacrificed his friends it was kind of built up upon that he was getting jealous of guts mm -hmm. but after he became femto, femto i guess you'd call it yeah. uh, after he went through that yeah. transformation there's a lot of people that say he like lost his humanity and I don't agree with that, but I think it's more so that he started to embody everything wrong with humanity. If that makes sense. Like he started to, he, he was no longer himself, but he started to embody that part of humanity that we like to pretend doesn't exist. That part of yeah. humanity that, that as we saw, even guts is capable of whenever he loses himself like that. I don't know. Like it's just, he started to embody that darker side of humanity that we like to pretend isn't there. Yeah, and I think... And I'm probably rambling a little bit, but... No, I think you're bad. totally onto something, because I think the first time I ever read, like, even the first chapter or few mm -hmm. arcs of Berserk, you know, it comes across as an allegory, right? So that mm -hmm. everything stands for something else. And I think right. that's that's very embodied with Guts's name, right? Most allegories, mm -hmm. <laughs> they're pretty upfront with what the characters represent. Some of them are more subtle, but whatever. But Guts clearly is like masculinity sort of um like courage and stuff like that to go against things mm -hmm. and so Push it all down and fight through <laughs> and uh. yeah and so i think that you're right there is going to be some contrast with griffith and what he represents as mm -hmm. that negativity of humanity i, I mean berserk as, an, as a whole like just literally loves to explore that whole the whole nuances of humanity like the mm -hmm. whole uh Whenever it goes into the whole philosophy, I, I, I like to say philosophy. It's like the world's religion behind uh -huh. uh, what do you what do you call it the uh, the idea of evil. Yeah, um, it's, just I think looking into philosophy. that is so fascinating because yeah. it's it's one of those things where yes, they have these evil gods or deities or whatever, but the reason that they exist is because humans like to they like to believe that they they can take credit for the good things in life. Like if you do something that you're proud of, you did that. You uh -huh. can be, you can take pride in it. But if something bad happens, it's like, oh, why did God do this? So because we like to take credit for the good things in life and uh, and blame some other otherworldly thing on uh, the the evil aspects of life, like we don't like to assume responsibility for it. So yeah, uh, like the entire idea of evil and the philosophy behind it. I'm probably not doing a very good job. Of no, I love it. it <laughs> I'm I'm literally getting goosebumps hearing you talk about it. <laughs> no, it's, it's just so fascinating. So then seeing him them explore that whole uh you know that whole avenue through the characters that we get to know and love like griffith and guts yeah and i think it's, you, uh, it's fascinating what you with evil too is like you look at griffith and he's mm -hmm. like brandon said earlier like when he rapes casca that's the point where like we have no sympathy for him right oh, mm -hmm. none none but then he yeah, comes yeah. but he comes back and especially right now he's made falconia and he's made this beautiful place where everyone's allowed and only good things happen right and mm -hmm. it's like it's hard to criticize that well it's hard to think of them as like 
Well, it, it has a double side, though, if you think about it, though. Because although he has created this utopia of sorts, right? At the uh-huh. same time, it's kind of, like, cost the, the world itself to, like, fall into despair. Because, like, now all these apostles are just everywhere. The, uh, the other god hand have, like, obtained, you know, like, a, a human form, even though we haven't really seen, More like, lives. caught up with them yet. But yeah. we know that, like, the whole entire world itself has kind of, like, merged with this this darkness to mm-hmm. create this little area of light. So it's kind of like, you know... He's molding the world in his image of what he thinks it should be, almost. Mm-hmm. Like. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah. At the same time, while molding this singular location, the rest of the world has kind of suffered because of it. So it's kind of like, you know, is it better to have a a world where there's a safe haven, but all this darkness amplifies at the same time? Well, and it's like one of those things where you you see him at the forefront taking responsibility and credit and all this stuff for, uh, you know, all this good thing, all these good things uh, the people on the inside are happening. They see they see it happening and they go, oh Griffith, it's all because of Griffith. He's so great, but at the same time, you, what we don't see is is he even taking responsibility for all those people not within that inner circle that are like Spook said. They're like the world's kind of in a dark spot right now, and we don't really see him acknowledging that too much or thinking about it. Like that's human nature is you like to take credit for the good things that are happening, and then it's almost like that's all he wants to really focus on. Yeah, and then all the bad uh, things are someone else's it. fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a really interesting yeah, idea about it. I've never really thought of it that way, and I imagine hopefully if we get more chapters soon, yeah. they'll I <laughs> continue. I need to, to reread it. it. I haven't read it in so long. Uh, yeah, so it's like, like I'm like I'm trying to remember these like ideas and stuff I'm talking uh-huh. about. Like I haven't really read it in so long. It's like, but it shows how like, some of it sticks with you even to this day. It does, dude. It yeah. makes you think. It it really does. It's a very yeah, impactful story. Absolutely. Who says there can't be good literature that's more? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, just like we were talking about earlier, this is the one that comes to my mind with manga's literature. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it blows my mind when people read, like, Berserk, and they go, oh, look, gut smash. Like, they, they, they have, like, a very, like, oh, yeah, but it's gory, it's edgy, it's, yeah, gut this smash. guy demons with swords. Like, oh. uh, like, that's all I see in it. I'm like, oh, there's so much more there, though. Look at all the things that... The, uh, the concepts, the ideas, all that that's being explored. The hum- I don't know. There's so much there. You can sit there for hours just talking about <laughs> it, I'm sure. Uh-huh. Well, is there anything else you guys want to touch on on the new chapter specifically? Or would you like to move on to one of the other recent weekly chapters we're keeping up with here? All right. Well, I guess we'll just have to move on then. So, all right. Um, one, okay. like, I, I don't have a lot to say on this, but I do have, like, kind of a complaint. That I want to oh, touch is this upon. The One Piece cover story. Oh no, no, this is. I was actually going to talk about Black Clover. Oh okay, interesting. All right, let's hear it. I'll, I'll make it pretty short and sweet. But basically, like you know, I was a couple chapters behind for a while, but I got recaught back up. And I have to say, like, I'm not really a huge fan of what they're doing in this latest arc. Okay. I like the idea of like exploring other aspects of the world, like the uh, what are they at the the Spade Kingdom now? Is that where they're at? Or is it the Diamond? Uh, no, it's not the Diamond. It's got to be the Spade. Spade. I they're believe. fighting the Spade um, Kingdom. The, oh, so, yeah. Then where are they then? Does that they're mean they're in? I think they're in the Heart Kingdom. But heart I Kingdom. Okay, my bad. Got right, right, right. Okay, so in, like this world building of these other locations, I think is super interesting. But I'm really having a hard time grasping like the Devil powers in particular. I feel like it's a little mm-hmm. bit of a, it's kind of getting tropey to a large extent when they're just kind of being like, oh, you know, there's all these people possessed by devils. It kind of just makes me think of the Arankar and Bleach or the Visored 
specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But what all really kind of irks me, great. yeah. Well, like what really kind of irks me is how they're just like, oh, you know, oh, this is only thirty percent of my power. <laughs> I, I don't know. It just kind of bugs I, me. I, I can see that frustration because, like, whenever the devil first made his appearance, and like you had the entire Clover Kingdom basically rallying together just to try to to beat this thing. Like, I'm I'm trying yeah. to think how to describe him. Like, he was one of the uh, I don't know. It was like, like the one of the greatest antagonistic bat. battles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the greatest climaxes in like recent manga. Uh, I don't know. It was really very entertaining to read. And then you get to this point now where they're like, uh, I haven't read the last two chapters, but like before that, you know, it's like, sure. oh, this guy just has like a lesser devil, and you know, like that may have been the first the Clover Kingdom had with them, but like everybody else has been having their own that they're trying to gather and mm-hmm. utilize and all. That. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, I, I see where you're coming from on that a little bit. Like, I definitely feel like they're going to explore on it more and probably like mm-hmm. touch upon the things that maybe I dislike about it. I just feel like we need a little more context and, you know, obviously this is going to be a big question answered later, like, of how people obtain these devils, right? And, like, how they get possessed by them. But I think Mm -hmm. the fact that, you know, it really gives them this, like, huge power boost, like, it's just kind of introducing, like, you know, another level of power creep that always happens with long-running shonen. Mm -hmm. Dragon Ball being the best example of how that can really backfire. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like the fact that they have, you know, they're specifically talking about, like, oh, you know, I'm a A A-level mage or I have... Um, I'm using 50%. I think it's like zero levels. Yeah. Oh, yeah, numbers, right. So they are they have, like, these different, you know, levels to, like, what kind of mage you mm-hmm. are now. And there's percentages of power they can tap into. I just feel like it's getting a mm-hmm. little bit to the point where it's going to be hard to really, like, match up people now. Because they're either going to have to, like, really improve to that level, just like all the characters we know. Or things are just going to get even further down the line to the point where it's going to be, like, almost impossible to see where the characters came from in the first place. Because what I liked about Black Clover was how, like, simple the magic was. And I feel like now it's just kind of gotten out of proportion. I don't know. That's actually almost one of the things that I had, like, mixed feelings on with Black Clover in the very beginning was well, a lot of the royals and stuff you saw didn't never really worked on their magic uh, very much. They just, it was all based on natural talent. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh-huh. it, it was cool seeing some of them, like, change their mindset with that and then start to improve. But, like, even now, a lot of those that are uh, zero level or whatever are the ones that have certain rare... I guess you'd call them elements, I don't know, like spatial magic and uh, dark magic in Yami's case, or things like yeah. that that are just very, very seldom seen. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Like they, I feel like that's always kind of been there a little bit. Like the guy with steel magic, yeah, he can yep. advance a little ways, but you put him against the, the emperor or whatever, the magic king, whatever. Forget, always forget what he's called. Cause, like, I, <laughs> oh, the, it, I think it's just the magic king. emperor. Oh, it is the, the emperor. King, the, yeah. <laughs> the wizard king. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna call him the wizard king. So, like, the wizard king has freaking time. So, like, I mean, you put him against uh, Mimosa over there making plants and whatnot. Like, yeah, she has her utilities with healing and whatnot, but there's no way she'll ever be able to go head to head with with somebody that has those uh, those upper echelons of magic. I guess you could say. So I don't know. I, I feel like that's been one of the bigger issues with Black Clover from kind of from the get go, but. Uh-huh. It's worked out so far, so I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to sit through it and see where it goes. Yeah, I am too, and I think that I like one of the things it's doing right now is it's kind of rushing through, because they had the mini time skip mm-hmm. where they were training and stuff, and it's mm-hmm. sort of trying to, I think, showcase everyone's new powers in each chapter, right? Yeah. And well, that's so, pretty fair. I don't know. And so I think they're going to hopefully show that background of training and sort of what they focused on. They did that a little bit in the previous chapter. Gonna... Yeah, they'll probably just save that for the anime fillers. <laughs> yeah, true. They'll let them do that. That's true. I mean, I definitely like how yeah, they've six... um, evolved, like the new level they're taking, where like they have to write out like the symbols and everything to like improve their magic, like kind of 
speaking uh-huh. what they want it to do into existence, I think is a cool concept. But I don't know. I just need to see a little bit more before I'm sold. I've been less interested in what Black Clover's had to offer recently just because of like mm-hmm. those issues. Yeah, and they're, they're kind of rushing it a little bit too, it seems like. Uh, I mean, it, they might be a little bit, but Black Clover's always been really, really fast-paced. Maybe that's just because like I started out trying to read the, or watch the first couple episodes of the anime, uh-huh. and then like literally everything within those episodes was in the first chapter. <laughs> but, like literally, like uh-huh. the, I feel like the manga moved so fast; it bounces from thing to thing to thing to thing. And I don't know; it's it's always been a very 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 fast paced, very very tropey in a lot of ways. Um, it still it still managed to keep my interest, and I think it's very good. So I don't I don't know; I'm willing to see where they go with it. But I feel like it's almost always had a lot of those issues that you guys are are mentioning and touching upon. They might just be like a little bit more noticeable here recently. Yeah, I think that. Now that we're I guess like my big issue up. is the the lack of background and backstory to this, because mm-hmm. it seems like once the, like you said, it is very fast paced. But once it hit the time skip, every chapter oh, yeah. is something new, like you said, and it's it's a little bit jarring. Like yeah, there were oh. fight skips and stuff like that when they were fighting the big devil, but it was it was more coherent than it is right now because we had the backstory of why everything was going on. Yeah. Yeah, I can yeah. say that, but that that could also be fixed later, which yeah, I agree absolutely. Which same with my problems; those could even be fixed later too. I would just say that mm-hmm. my biggest concern is with this power creep they're introducing right now, like because whenever you power creep, there's going to come a point where you need to one up that again, and then it's like if the devils themselves right now are kind of like this um, staple of like okay, this is the strongest first. thing we have to deal with. You know what comes after that? Like it's just going to keep getting Not further the... and further away from like what it used to be. And sometimes, sometimes that works. Sometimes it does, but sometimes it can get very outlandish. Dragon Ball Z. Dragon, <laughs> dragon, walk the dragon, dragon ball. No, that's I know, pretty I know impressive. We gonna get um, copyright for that? Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I guess. Um, uh, in terms of complaints, then, if we want to transition over to One Piece. Yeah, let's hear your uh, cover story. Well, I have zero issues on One Piece ever. Uh, I mean, it's kind of like I've already talked about it on Twitter and stuff like that, so I'll keep it short. Basically, I just kind of think it's upsetting how like in the the cover story, which if you're not a manga reader for One Piece, basically they at the start of every chapter, Oda usually does some sort of just like one off drawing or he starts a cover story, which is basically where we catch up with other characters in the story and what they're up to right now. Just very short one one page things of what they're doing. And it goes across like a little mini arc, you could say. And the current one has been focusing on Beji and his wife, Chiffon. And uh, basically, they are trying to go find Lola, um, her sister, so that they can meet up right now. And it's gotten to a point where the latest chapter, we just see a one of like Big Mom's tart ships or whatever they're called. And on it looks to be Pound, which if you'll remember during Whole Cake, Pound was their father and he made like a sacrifice for the daughter he never got to meet for her to get away. And it's just kind of like mm-hmm. a really impactful moment from that arc that, you know, kind of stuck with me. And I feel like right. showing that, you know, he's alive after that, it just kind of wastes what that moment was supposed to be. I don't know how you guys feel uh, about feel it, that. but... I literally just went to look at it as you were talking about that. And I do remember that being a very impactful uh-huh. moment. So, like, I hope that that's not who it is. But at the same time, One Piece does have a little bit of a history of, like, not wanting to kill off... Certain characters. Yeah, characters. yeah. absolutely. So, it wouldn't necessarily be unexpected in... But, yeah, it's kind of like you said and stuff. Whenever a moment has that much of an impact on you, you hate to see it, like, glossed over, like, right away as far as uh, 
I don't know. Whenever you think someone's dead, you almost kind of kind of wish like if it's like that impactful of a moment, like you kind of hope it like stays that way to where that it's like what's his name in Bleach, the the Quincy, like he lost his soul or his uh, Quincy powers, right? Yeah. Who do you? It's not nearly as impactful oh, yeah. because he gets them like right back. So <laughs> I just thought it was yeah. funny Things how like in that. the filler arc for Bleach, like not to go off topic, but um, in the Bount arc, they gave him his powers back again just to get <laughs> rid of them again before it goes back to the canon story. It's just really stupid. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> It's like yeah, like it's not nearly as impactful that way compared to like the first time where it's a big sacrifice, major major moment, and it's the big sacrifice where he decides like yeah, like I know I'll never be able to use these powers again, but like I really like this moment is that important. Like I don't know, like it kind of takes the seriousness away from those type of moments. So yeah. I feel you on that. And I think especially with deaths, as an audience, we're invested in these characters, right? Even a side character for an arc that's not. You know, it's not like he's part of the main gang, but he sacrifices Some, himself, and so we as an audience grieve for that character death. Mm-hmm. Sometimes those are the most impactful characters, all right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Talking about Senior Pink, so. Like, and that's absolutely. why it, Senior Pink it just hit feels me hard, like, all right? It just feels like, you know, wasting <laughs> what they originally sacrificed themselves for just to be like, oh, yeah, they're fine. And I think psychologically right. that frustration is like, we grieved, we accepted the loss of this character. And now they're back all of a sudden. Yep. So, like, all our time and energy and emotions were wasted in that moment. Yeah. Big facts. Just something frustrating. But... Had to talk about it. No. One Piece <laughs> definitely, like, isn't perfect. I could criticize it if I tried. But at the end of the day, I do trust in Oda. So, let's cross mm-hmm. our fingers and, I don't know, hope it's not done too poorly or executed too poorly. Yeah. Like, I remember getting a little bit worried when I saw that Big Mom had uh, amnesia there. <laughs> like, at the end of the day, yeah. I was like, you know what? It's Oda. I'm going to trust in it. Uh-huh. Like, whenever time tra- time travel was introduced uh, and he, he handled that really well. Like, you know, it's one direction. Like, they didn't necessarily travel through time. They literally just kind of jumped into the future. Skipped forward, jumped into a future point in time and they can't go back. Yeah, so like, it's, it's handled really well, but like, whenever you hear those initial things, they can be a little bit worrying, so... At the end of the day, I trust in you, Oda. Yeah, I do too. I trust in you. I mean, obviously, like, it's not going to be the worst thing in the world to see the man, like, actually get to meet his daughters and whatnot. I just right, right. upset with, they gave him this huge moment just to take that away. <laughs> it's, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, I feel you. Well, I'm not sure if we have anything else to say on the, the latest chapter of One Piece, but uh, no, if I not. Sure I haven't read it. I'm oh, did you say you behind, sure do or honestly. you sure don't? Sure, do not. Okay, well then we can just move straight into <laughs> kind of like the outlier or the the supreme chapter of this week, which is oh. My Hero Academia. I mean, that's right. I we finally got Shigaraki waking up. Oh, oh man! And we finally got the information of what they're trying to do with him. Like yep. we kind of had an idea, but now we know like the full like actual details behind it. And I say they did it like they uh, brought that forth really well. Because you you know he's going to be the successor to All for One this whole time, but you don't really know yeah. how that's going to happen. And now we finally know that the Doctor has the ability to duplicate quirks through his research. So the actual power of All for One is now going to Shigaraki, while All for One has like a copy of his original power. And uh, I just feel like the start of this like little arc about raiding this this hospital has become about like oh this is the day that heroes disappeared. Oh, I'm definitely excited to see what the aftermath of this is. Like, this would be a great time to do time skip or something after this, I feel like, if uh-huh. they wanted to. I feel it. I, I don't, don't know, know what to not. expect. Like, I don't know Have, how... Like, I really don't almost. Yeah. Like, I don't know how huge of an event this is going to end up being, but like, it's made it out to be, to like, me. um... Uh-huh. I don't know. Or the best type of One Piece where they're like, all right, now we got to do something two years later. Like, yeah. Maybe not. Maybe not. But I could, I could see it. I think Shigaraki's whole arc has been really, really well done. I was... Mm-hmm 
early on, I was very critical of him, and I didn't think he was the greatest character. I just wanted his backstory, and now that I've gotten it, I am fully bought in to Shigaraki as a villain. For sure. Fully sympathetic to him, which I think is the best kind of villains that you can have. I think... Agree 100%. Like, no, go ahead. I think it's also kind of interesting how he started out just being, like, you know, just wants to destroy for the sake of it, and over the course of his journey, he's kind of, like, figured out exactly why he wants to do that and, like, yep. what he's going to do to achieve it. Because, like, before, it's just they introduce him as the villain and he himself doesn't even know what he wants to do yet. And I think it's an interesting concept <laughs> to show them, like... Yeah, it's an interesting concept to show them, like, to show him find that inspiration. Yeah, it's just been a really great journey. That's one of my, my favorite... I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, like, a huge My Hero Academia fanboy, right? Yeah. So, like, I probably gush about the series a little bit more than most people and probably more than i should but like literally whenever i made a video talking about why you should watch my hair academia it was literally one of the main things i talked about in that video was just like how some of the villains might seem so simple and basic at first like they're like all right you guys heroes we villains we fight like that like that's literally what it seemed like when i watched chapter or season one was not very impressed but it's, it's like you said shigaraki at the very start is a frustrated kid who's mad at the world he doesn't really know how to channel that frustration or, or what it's all even really about. But, like, there's so many societal aspects of uh-huh. that My Hero Academia explores, like, issues with their society. Yeah, and especially uh, get with Stain. More, yeah. Get to see more nuanced and polarizing characters like Stain and stuff oh explored. And, and throughout the entire journey and stuff, as Deku grows and starts to see the world in a more broad spectrum, so does Shigaraki. And I don't know. I just, I love that <laughs> entire, like, approach to it all. Where this villain that we saw who wasn't the best villain in season one has kind of grown mm-hmm. also throughout the entire series. Like, the the chapters that focus on the villains in the series have been some of my all-time favorites. Yeah, like, absolutely agree. Honestly, my second favorite villains in Shonen compared to uh, behind only, like, Hunter x Hunter is overall, if I had to uh-huh. say. I don't know, that's probably, like, a bit of an overstatement because you do have, like, Roroni Kenshin and Yu Yu Hakusho and JoJo's yeah. and all that out there. But <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I think you're right, especially the the Villain League arc where it was just focused on them. I don't remember the specific title. My they Villain had when Academia. Is that what it was called? Yeah. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, it was called My Villain Academia. And I thought that was so good because even with, um, is it double or... Twice. Split, well, I, twice. Twice, there twice. We go. Yeah, his whole story was phenomenally done. That is one of my favorite anime arc, like, story arcs. Mm-hmm. Or character chat. arcs. Dude, I freaking love Twice uh-huh. and, like... It's one of those things where they introduce so many villains at once whenever, like, Stain's influence spread. Yeah. You suddenly had Dobby, you suddenly had Toga, you suddenly had uh, Spinner and Twice and all those all those dudes. And they they all just seemed kind of generic at first, but then you, you we just learned more and more about some of them throughout. They've gotten their own arcs. Toga mm-hmm. and Twice were a lot more endearing. We're still learning about Dobby. But there's still, like, a lot of stuff being set up with Spinner about, like, how he doesn't even really... Like, he idolized Stain. Like, he wasn't even a... He was like the nerdy otaku kid that was made fun of because he looks like a lizard. So, like, he didn't really get along well with society, and he sees a lot wrong with it, like Stain did. And now he's kind of questioning, like, why, why am I here? With like, why am I following Shigaraki? Like, I don't, I don't even really know anymore. So, like, he might betray the League of Villains at some point. We don't know. Like, there's so much, all these individual motivations going on, and you just got love to see it. Yeah, and I think Stain is for sure, as of right now, on probably my top 10 top 5 list mm-hmm. of villains in any form of media mm-hmm. dude they're up there but you know who I was watching season 4 and you know who grew on me so much that I did not think they would 
Is it gentle? Ooh. The freaking gentle dude. I freaking oh. love gentle. Gentle's I like the gentle. Bomb. I like gentle. He's a lot. the bomb, dude. And like, I don't know. Maybe like I said, I guess too much about my hero academia. <laughs> like, I, I really do love it. But yeah, I, it's funny because like whenever he was first introduced, I thought All for One was like the most intimidating villain of all time. The music they had playing whenever he was introduced uh-huh. in the anime and his fight with All Might giving me chills the first time I read it. But like honestly. If I look at most of the uh, villains in My Hero Academia, like he's like my least favorite right now, like one of them. I think we just like, need just to learn more to all about the other him. great ones. Because like we have this whole That's like side of history that we don't know about. Like we've only been briefly introduced to like what um, history used to be like in My Hero Academia. Like when Quirk started developing, mm-hmm. you know, society had to get used to it. And then there's this man on top of it all trying to like just conquer it in a way. But we don't. But that we only have like the base general example of what that was. We don't know the specifics yet, and I feel like yeah. don't give- that could give his character a lot more depth that we haven't got to see yet because it, it, he is kind of bland. But that's probably just because no, we don't I, know a lot about him. I feel like that word I worded that wrong because I do love him. Like I said, I love like a lot of the villains in it. I just feel like he's one of the ones that we haven't explored the most. Like mm-hmm. like you just said. But as far as what we've seen so far, the fact that he did most of what he did with raising Shigaraki just to be that salty against all might <laughs> the entire motivation behind that that was that was like broly being mad at goku because he cried levels <laughs> like that like he, the level of saltiness behind that like that blew my mind and i was i was on board like i was like oh man like this man is petty and i love it yeah and I, I don't know I, I i love what i've seen so far of him but yeah like like you said we haven't really explored him a ton so and so i don't want to i was just oh go ahead go ahead I was just saying, like, I was more so trying to praise all the other villains yeah. and how much they've grown on me, more so than I was putting him down. But Yeah, and I want to say this in a way that won't spoil it for you, Jordan, because I think you're going to be really surprised by this when it happens. I don't, because this is Indeed. the most recent one. But I was really shocked with who all was with Shigaraki when he woke up and was having his little flashback. I mean, you can spoil it for me if you want, because I'll, I'll literally probably read it this weekend. And it's one of those things where... I read it every week, but I don't know. I have heard a lot of good things about this chapter. I, I know, but this uh, is... I don't know. Spoilers it's Spoilers kind of, don't really bother me, but... It's kind of a big surprise, like though, and I kind of want you to get oh, okay. it on your own. No, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate <laughs> I just that. think this that's one, what, it's one that's really, like, not expected. Dude, I'm trying to be the Shonen Jump guy, but like, between <laughs> work every week and then working on videos, like, I edited, like, pulled an all-nighter last week editing, and then I've been trying to do, like, 100 hours a month on Twitch, too. So, like... Okay. Literally, every series we talked about, be it Black Clover, One Piece, My Hero Academia, I'm literally two chapters behind on all the... <laughs> it's, like, it's like exactly two chapters on all three of those. Yeah, and I think... So sad. And One Piece has had its sort of weekly hiatuses, too. So it's like mm-hmm. had its 14-day gaps each time, so... Oh, yeah. That's, that's what it says. Golden Week and stuff. I still didn't get caught up. I was like, man, I'm struggling. <laughs> like, there's so many series. Yeah, for sure. And I think that, like you said, some of the, the best manga and anime that I've seen is in Shonen mm-hmm. Jump, and I don't think it gets enough credit, because I think there's still, for a lot of people, I think there's kind of a a kitty connotation for Shonen Jump. Uh, in a way, like, I can see kind of where that comes from, because they do almost like to keep that same, I don't know, like, the editors and stuff kind of know what sells, so they, like, they try to almost kind of push that in times where I wish they wouldn't. Sure. And I don't know, like, it's weird, because, like, Weekly Shonen Magazine and shonen jump have kind of gone back and forth over the years uh-huh. so like some of my favorite manga artists uh might not be as popular but they're from some of the series that like i i, I really like like domestic girlfriend or major or hajime no ipo even um so like all those are from like weekly shonen magazine right now like they're not in jump so like those two have been kind of going back and forth 
and I, with so many like freaking top tier series being put out in Weekly Shonen Magazine, and some of the recent things I've seen put into Jump with all the big flagship series uh-huh. ending, I don't know, dude. It might flip around here soon. Like I, I don't think it will with all the. I mean, the fact that Naruto and Bleach and stuff are still really relevant. Yeah. Like, I can definitely like, see that that mindset changing a little bit, for sure. And I think... If I just know those at, two went back and forth a lot. Yeah, and I, I think if you look at, like you said, some of the ones that are taking the place of the big threes, they're a little bit mm-hmm. more... Not, I don't. Edgy is such a goofy word for it, but like they're a little bit more... Right. Mature. They have a little more adult moments. Yeah, mature. Like, okay, let me give an example of, like, what I don't like about recent Shonen Jump, Okay. Right? So, like, it'll be a little bit of a spoiler of what I don't like about one of the newest series. Okay. Uh, called Bone Collection. So, like, it introduced, like, kind of a generic world. It's kind of, like, something I'm not, I'm kind of biased against. But it still really sold me on the first chapter, right? And, like, I said that when I made a video four hours after the first ch- chapter came out. And I was just kind of giving my first thoughts on it. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can get Bone Collection pulled up. I'm, like, having trouble finding it. I'm trying to remember what exactly it was. But basically, the second chapter wasn't bad. And then literally in the last couple pages, all right, his brother is in, like, this profession that he wants to be in. He's, like, one of the top guys. And he sees him doing something that he's not supposed to do. Um, so, you like, you think it's going to be, like, this whole big thing, and you see it progressing. And literally, the last two pages, the girl literally just rips off the brother's clothes. He's wearing, like, a girl's swimsuit underneath. And then after that, like, he's basically her slave doing everything she, everything <laughs> she says. So, like, instead of, like, him getting onto him and blackmailing him, turning him into the th- authorities, like, she literally just rips it off, like, rips off his clothes, sees that he's wearing, like, a school swimsuit or something, like, she could tell. Yeah. And then, like, because of that, he's, like, blackmailed into, oh, yeah, okay, everything's fine now. My pleasure, I'll give you a massage, back rub, or whatever. I'll <laughs> bow down to you, my master. <laughs> like, and that, like, that's the twist in the last two pages. And, like, like that disappointed me so freaking hard. I can't. I don't know. I don't know if like they're trying to push like a whole gag thing in like all the jump manga, or because it didn't seem like a gag manga up till that point. But like, hmm. I, don't, I don't know. Like imagine Bleach, like that being the revolution, <laughs> yeah. too, or something. Like, like Ichigo's dad's onto him or something, and he like they literally just rip off his clothes and, and he's wearing like a Reaper. girl's school swimsuit or something. Like I don't know. Like, well, I feel like at like that's like. That's the twist. I mean, at the oh. same time, though, like, while you're definitely right where a lot of the new manga being introduced are kind of, you know, stale in a way, I feel like Shonen Jump has also kind of matured with a lot of its other series, too. Like, it's definitely, they've been trying new things oh. that are a lot, like, darker from what they're used to. Because, like, you know, look at, like, Chainsaw Man and Promise Neverland, for instance. Like, imagine showing that to somebody and being like, oh, yeah, this isn't Shonen Jump. Most people probably wouldn't notice that right off the bat because it, it doesn't really feel you like a shonen that. series at first at least i love all those series i love i love uh, act age i love chainsaw man i love promise neverland and like i'm not i'm not the biggest fan of jujutsu kaisen although i know a lot of people love it and that's a little bit darker but all those came out around the same time and then gintama ended right ah uh-huh. like gintama ended and like since then every series that comes out has been either gag manga or like they wanted to try to be like have a lot of gags in it and i don't know what it is with like a lot of them just aren't hitting home for me i don't i don't know like this this seemed like more of a serious series is why I <laughs> okay like, yeah until like that the end of that second chapter and i'm like that happens i'm like are you kidding me like that's the <laughs> That's the that's the way they choose to take it. Like I don't know, it completely de- like destroyed my immersion. Like it mm-hmm. destroyed my hopes and dreams for the series. Like I'm almost like I just want to write it off after two chapters. I never do that, but I don't know. I've just never seen such like a big dramatic tone shift that quick. Twenty three chapters and it's fine, and then page twenty four, twenty five, you're like, <laughs> what's going on? 
Yeah, I think it'll be no, interesting to see where Jump goes, especially with, you know, the next couple of years, One Piece is going to be ending. Mm -hmm. They're going to need a, a new flagship series, which My Hero Academia, depending on how long that ends up it's running, probably will probably end up taking that place unless something else comes along. Because I can't mm -hmm. see, like, Black Clover or um, any of the other series in Jump right now taking that. And plus, you know, series in Jump are also kind of, like, ending when they're intended to these days which is kind of weird which is good yeah, not, yeah. Uh, rather than dragging it out. I, I love that they're doing it is the thing like that's not a complaint for me it's more just like it seems like mm -hmm. very unlike what they're used to for jump because usually they're super into like pressuring them to go as long as possible so they can really um capitalize and make a lot of money on it because obviously they don't want to have something end that's making them a lot of money but it's just also interesting to see them introduce more concepts that are kind of seinen-ish rather than just straight up shonen yeah like I th honestly, right. I feel like a lot of that is because they passed up on Attack on Titan, and look at how successful that became in a different magazine. Well, and one of their, I know it's still shown in, but one of the biggest hits in Jump of all time is Death Note. Like, true. I mean, true. There, there's an audience there. Right? Yeah, I think they're just starting to learn from their mistakes, more or less. Because, like, mm -hmm. they basically got um, the one-shot for Attack on Titan, and they're like, hey, this is good, but we need to make it, you know, not as, like... Kid-friendly. Yeah, we need to make it a little more kid-friendly, basically. And he was like, no, I'm not doing that. So I think they're learning from the oh. fact that they could have had something super successful if they would have just given in to the author's, like, original vision instead of trying to change everything. I don't know. I, I agree on some level, but there's actually something I read earlier today on Twitter. Ooh. It sounded great. But then, like, I started to think about it. Um, let's see if I can find these, uh, this tweet right here. All right, it says, Jump has created the Shonen Jump School, a course in which aspiring mangaka will be able to learn stuff directly from, like, Shonen Jump editors and even famous mangaka, such as yada, yada, yada. But, like, as great as that is, like, you're, like, great. Like, all this young talent could kind of learn from editors and, and other authors yeah. and stuff. In a way, it almost feels like they're molding these young writers that would just come in with uh, original ideas and stuff, like, like, all right, this is, like, I really hope they're not doing it to where, like, all right, this is the jump formula. You need to make it more like this. Uh -huh. I hope it doesn't destroy a lot of jumps originality. Like, I could see that backfiring. Yeah, I could I could definitely bit. see that. But you could, there's always that know. positive thing where someone has the inherent motivation of the story they want to tell. But mm -hmm. they want some help with the formatting or how to get oh, make yeah, it, yeah. like, more publishable. Not necessarily, like, clean it up, but clean up grammar mistakes and and spacing and formatting and mm -hmm. stuff like that become better Panel artists drawers no. storytellers uh-huh yeah i just i wish i was optimistic because like i, d I definitely <laughs> see that there could be a lot of positives and stuff there i just know like with the corporate landscape they're trying to like they know what sells and i just hope they're not trying to push that too hard and i hope there's not like great stories that could be good just ruined from it because i know this happened before in the past yeah like I feel like stories like Bleach and stuff would have been a lot better had they like not forced the author to keep going with it, like things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you said, I'm just really I'm really happy that like they're actually letting Demon Slayer and whenever they want it to or yeah, whatever and things like, like Promise that. Neverland. It, it, that's yeah, and the Promise Neverland. Those are two series that if they tried to keep dragging it on, they'd probably fall off a cliff. Like, <laughs> it's one of those things where they kind of had a goal from the outset. So if you try to push past that, it's it's gonna decline. Mm -hmm. So I guess Brandon, before yeah. you left, I wanted to ask. Yeah. Um, I, I said this in a very non-spoilery way because I thought it was kind of a big reveal. Mm -hmm. um, but in My Hero, what did you think of all the people grabbing onto Shigaraki towards the end? Like, what did I um The specific feel about one that? that I'm thinking of. Yeah. I are you talking about Nana in particular? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, like, we're, we're talking about spoilers in the latest chapter, so I don't feel like it's going to be, like, huge for people who are listening to this segment. I imagine they're caught up at this point. But I feel like it is kind of weird in a way if it's, like symbolizing that they're like pushing him into this or if they're trying to hold him back because uh -huh. i guess i 
like obviously it kind of seems like his family in particular are trying to like hold him and stop him from going into like this darkness but with her in particular it almost kind of felt like she was leading him like it didn't feel like she was like I don't know, maybe it's just the way it was drawn that I was getting that impression. But. I mean, she was a hero, and her uh-huh. family uh, were all about anything but heroes because of her. So, I mean, if if they're pu- pulling her in one direction and stuff, I could see her pushing him in the other. So, like, they're very contrasting opinions on what you should do with your mm-hmm. life. But uh, as far as which direction they're pushing him, I haven't read it myself, but that sounds a little a little confusing. But well, what did you think I of it, then, I, I don't know. Evan? I haven't read the last two chapters. I'm behind. (laughs) I mean, so I guess my thing was, I feel like there has to be some sort of link with her and Deku because he's immediately in the next panel. Oh, you, okay. I see what you're saying. So you feel like maybe since, you know, he's getting these, these visions in particular from from like, yeah, yeah, like from other members of the, who held one for all. One for all. all. And uh, since she's supposed to be like the next power he's going to develop according to All Might, that you're right. That could actually be like a huge connection. Like maybe she could like branch sort of some sort of connection between the two. Yeah, and then because then in the, the the end again, he says Deku says he's coming, he's coming, and he's like way out, not even close to mm-hmm. where Shigaraki. Is. I did okay. So, like, I did. I missed that. I didn't really put two and two together. That's a good point. That's why I was confused because I known she had been the next power that Deku's going to develop, mm-hmm. right? And so I was like, why is she? talking to shigaraki like why is she in that situation oh that's super interesting to to this conversation (laughs) (laughs) wow i wonder man i'm just kind of like processing all this now because now i'm seeing like this other side i didn't notice the first time so i mean i think we're gonna get our answer in the next chapter or the next few chapters but it's like i don't know if she's almost a a cognizant spirit Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah like she could tell him or give him a vision of this or what's gonna happen well i feel like it she must be in some aspect because I feel like it's kind of implying that one for all like leaves a part of their consciousness with it. Like it yeah. becomes absorbed into it because we saw like the first user of one for all actually like interacting with Deku and showing him all these all like the past and like telling him, you know, giving him information. I feel like it's probably going to be yeah. the same concept with every other member. So yeah. Yeah. But it, you know, it also almost leads to the question where they're, still aware of what's going on at least if this if nana can see shigaraki or has some Mm -hmm. connection there right like so shigaraki and deku are clearly foils for each other like you said earlier jordan like they're both growing and changing throughout the series Mm -hmm. they're both developing a wider lens on how they view the world and what's shaping their own beliefs and and goals and drives yeah and i think eventually that'll lead to a really strong clash of philosophies Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which i think is gonna be very compelling but there are all these sort of maybe this could be one of the hints towards a link between them in some Mm -hmm. way because obviously like one for all and all for one that's a saying they go together yeah and they were the quirks were developed similarly similarly right like yeah, they were kind of like meant to foil each other if you think about it. Uh-huh. Like um one rep like they each represent the ideals of the the brother basically that had it. Yep. So, it's now that Shigaraki's going to have all for one. It's going to be, you know, the same kind of concept, but, you know, years later. All for one, one for all. Oh no. <laughs> uh, so basically what you guys are saying is there's ghosts in this chapter? Oh my I god, mean, that sounds to scary. an extent. It's something. It's a little spooky, you could say. It's oh, turning oh. into it's turning into bleach. Is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, 
I guess now that we've uh, so, been going for a while, I think it's art activity time, boys. That's Finish her my off. favorite Whoa. time. <laughs> so if you guys don't know, I created some art for you guys to enjoy and also work together to figure out who these characters are. They're pretty well known. And because I know you, Jordan, are a big shonen fan, you know a lot about the, the genre and about the various places. That's where I drew a lot of my inspiration from, okay? It's all right. I don't know much. Jordan, well, I need your help. Uh, okay, we're working together, please. You'll see. You guys are working <laughs> together. So it's similarly to your activity, Jordan. It's like Apex all over again. <laughs> Put me on your back, Spooks. We got this. Oh, Jordan, please. You. You get Spooky dude. Jordan Spooks. 100 years. 100 years. Jordan Spook. Okay. I'm ready. You get half a point for the series and a full point for the name. Okay? All right. So, all right, Brandon, will... if you'll do the honors and pull up the first one here. All right. First answer <laughs> i'm sorry not answer first no, it's not the answer yeah first drawing on stream <laughs> oh boy all right here's the thing jordan Wait, is this from like is this from like shonen jump manga or uh, they're all apparently from shonen jump they are all from shonen jump so yes. we have to work together i think we each get a guess in terms of series and name correct but like yep, those and I'll, I'll, apply together the points all go together all right so jordan all right what are you thinking in terms so, of series right now Initially, I thought there was a panda in Jujutsu Kaisen, but I know that that's not really a panda. That's probably some like lesser-known character from another series. Mm. Um, but yeah, it kind of sort of reminds me of a panda a little bit. So like that was my first thought, but I, I don't think it is. I mean, it looks like some type of monster being. When I think of pandas, for some reason, I kind of think of Yu-Gi-Oh, but I don't know if that's correct. So I don't necessarily want to say it's my guess, but. So feel free to play along in the chat. I don't want you two to look at the chat, but... I will definitely not look at the chat for this one. I don't know. Right. I think I'm going to go with Yu-Gi-Oh! for my guess in terms of the series. I don't know what you think are here, Jordan. I'm honestly not sure. That looks like some type of demon thing that... <laughs> I don't know. It looks demonic in a way. I'm going to go with Bleach. Okay, so Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, and Bleach. I'm going to go with Bleach. All right, and then name guesses. All right, I'm just going to go with... Um... Panda Man. <laughs> okay, I don't we know. got one for Panda Man. I'm gonna panda go with. Man. I'm just gonna no go with generic <laughs> evil panda, evil panda. Ooh. Wait, no, wait. Should I change my name to? Should I just change it to like Hollow Z or something like Hollow H? <laughs> like just a random Hollow? Like, that's what I, I don't know, a lot no, of the Hollows have actual names. Believe it or not. You guys are so close. I'm gonna go with Panda Man. Screw it. I'm not oh. like screw it's, going for I'm what going the, the hell point. is this? <laughs> it's it's going for half a the point. hit character Giant Panda from Naruto. Oh my god. Giant. Oh. <laughs> what episode? Is that a filler? That has to be a filler. No, it's canon. It's canon. What, what episode? Uh -huh. what, what episode? Like, what, I'll what look it up. I don't remember. What I don't chapter? remember off the dome, but. What chapter? <laughs> oh my look god. Look at him. Like a... that's, that's Giant Panda. Frick, dude. Call me a Naruto. <laughs> I don't know how you guys can get not. that. Is that a panda? <laughs> His name is Giant Panda. Damn it. I told you it was a panda spook. I was an evil panda. <laughs> so, I just didn't know what from. <laughs> we, have, we have zero points on the board. I mean, realistically, we were kind of close, but not really. All right. Um, you guys were Number close. two. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> I that from, do not know. What do you think, Jordan? Like a seven no, it's not. Like, I was thinking like there's a dog in Seven Deadly Sins, but that, that looks way I'm different. To think, um, like, the collar is very detailed, and there's a, these obvious markings on the face that's leading me to believe yeah, yeah. this has got to be something I might know. Um, it's shonen, you said? I mean, yep. yes. I'm going to go ahead and say, I know this probably isn't right, but when it comes to anime dogs, I'm going to go with, what is it, Chocho or Shosho from One Piece? Okay. That's what I'm going to go with. 
All right. Jordan, what do you got for us? I don't know. I'm trying to think. You know, it doesn't look like it's from anything I recognize, but I'm just going to go ahead and say Seven Deadly Sins because I know it has dogs in it. Okay. <laughs> um, and I'm going to say it's Bond in, like, dog form or something. Bond in dog form. Sense. Okay. I don't even think that makes sense, but, like, not but not Bond, but, like, who was that? <coughs> oh, no, never mind. I'm thinking of, like, the, the guy that looked like Bond that... Okay, yeah, that's not it. I don't know. Oh, it's from <laughs> Black Clover. It's from Black Clover. It's, it's the it's dog Natalie. of the... Oh, <laughs> from okay. the Agrippa house. Yeah. And yeah. also, Nar- oh. the giant panda was summoned by pain in chapter 377. Oh, my God. It oh, was stupid. one of his animals, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's so stupid. Dang. Look at those. That's, not a, that's, a, that's a pretty good uh, drawing for that, though. I like that the shade. Thank you. It was like, not easy. <laughs> I like the collar. Dang. Thank you. So its name is Nunnally. Look at him. Nunnally. Agrippa. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. All right, so this is the yeah, one a... right here that I am very confident Now, this that is I a know. cake one. This is a cake walk, guys. Okay, so Ooh. I'm going to go ahead and say that this is Slide and Go, the hit hero Chad. from My Hero Academia. I'm, I'm just right, saying Jordan, it right off the bat, Jordan. I would have guessed My Hero Academia, okay. but I don't have a name for him. Well. It's probably not, though, just because I feel like that would be too obvious. Get, but... uh, uh, well, uh, <laughs> you know, if you guess my hero academia, I'm gonna guess something else. Well, spooks, okay, right? Just okay. So we're working together. Yeah, we are right? working together. Strategy. So, you know, so uh, help us out, Jordan. What do we got here? Looks like something from like a Disney film. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm trying to run through all the shonen in my head. Um, literally, it looks like something from a Disney film. It does kind of. <laughs> it's like a stupid looking Mr. Incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, oh man, what could this be from? He's a Chad. That's for sure. I mean, I'm fairly confident I got the right answer. That so looks, if, you, you know what? Oh. if you have no clue, like, I got us, dude. Is it Mineta from My Hero Academia? I'll tag out and say it is Slide and Go Mineta. from My Hero Academia. Oh, yeah, yes! Uh, slide and Go! <laughs> Look at him. Oh. <laughs> I knew the exact image. Oh, he was a newer character. This car- was the exact he, image. Wait, no. Is, did he die right away? Or no, is he like a newer Well, hero? I mean, like, <laughs> he was part of the... Uh, uh, Ooh, look at that. He chased down Shigaraki whenever he uh, was... Season four, he was or? part of the um like I forget their name, but it's like where um Redestro, the, the organization he leads. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, he's the like right. a, Liberation. Yeah, the Liberation Army. He's um one of the undercover heroes that like vibes with their ideology, so he's kinda like on their mm-hmm. side. But he's ridiculous. So say, that makes sense. I'll say I, I don't know why I'm thinking that I'm thinking of that sand guy I think that like died whenever they were trying to transport <laughs> overall and it probably looks nothing like that. But like in my mind, like they're probably similar. That makes no sense, but there he is. So that's slide and go. We're on Hell number yeah. four. All sense. right, we got we got one and a half points. Woo. Good job. Way to carry. Woo. All right. We better do better in the Apex. Oh, tournament. boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Isn't he from, like, have a that guess. American Dragon, uh, Jake Long? I have a or? guess. Now that I'm looking at it in, like, full view. What do you... I, my guess is going to be Master Shen from Dragon Ball Z. If it's not him, I'm so clueless. Because, like, I'm not okay. even confident uh, about that answer. That's just the one that comes to mind. Pink clothes is what's kind of throwing me off. Because I don't remember anybody from Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball wearing yeah. like, that bright It's pink. more just the sunglasses and the mustache that are, like, giving me that yeah, vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that cartoonish but, like, I don't know, that, way on the lips, too. is kind of a Kira Toriyama-esque. That hair is like, kind of whack, too. <laughs> so the, is that or is it a hat? I don't know. I feel like Shen <laughs> has hair hat. coming out the back it's of his head. It's a hat. So... It is a hat. It's a okay. very obscure character. I could it's a pretty tough I, I one. Could oh, see in that being, I could see in that. It does look kind of a Kira Toriyama-esque, now that you mentioned the lips and stuff, but if it's not him, um, what other series would have a 
the swell fellow like this. <laughs> I have the lips like that. I'm trying to think. Like, Akira Toriyama is the only one that does those, like, big, big lips. Goofy lips, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, it's a very, very tough one. Um, folks, if you're saying from Dragon Ball, I'm going to go ahead and say something different. Mm. And I don't even know. It's hard. Uh, I will say it's pretty well known. Is it? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, Naruto. Okay, and I'm character name. Serious. Oh, I have to say oh. a character name? Uh-huh. Uh, and maybe that's like an older version of... We've already seen all the characters grown up, so I guess I can't say that. <laughs> I'm still um, full sending Master Shen. I have no clue. Iruka Sensei from Naruto. <laughs> and some type of epilogue. Oh, oh, boy. All right. So... <laughs> You got very saved by Jordan there because he is from Naruto. No way! Oh my God, Jordan, you legend, you got us. Yeah, I don't. I still. I see the actual oh. picture now. I still don't know like That's, where in Naruto. His name is Genie. 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 What from, the hell? From what? The hit, where is he from? The what? hit OVA. Oh. Naruto, the genie and the three wishes. Believe it. Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> All right. Well, Dude, like I was trying to think, like Kir- or Kishimoto is the only other artist I could think of that might have like drawn the lips like that. Like I was trying to oh, like, narrow it down. <laughs> so I we forgot got- to color in his sideburns too. My bad. Oh, all good. So we got another half point putting us at you two got, points. You're up, you're up to two hey, points. The, wow. The blue lips kind of threw me off. I almost said JoJo's because I saw those lips being blue. Uh huh. And the pink colors. I was so close to saying JoJo's, <laughs> but I was like, I decided against it. Dang. Son. All right. All and right, last final. but not least. <sighs> This might be the second easiest one in here. The second easiest, huh? Oh, my God. I would God. say. Oh, is that from, like, a video game uh, with, like, the little people? No, this 100% uh, is a people? canon character in this anime slash manga. All right, I'm thinking hard, okay? I'm thinking hard. This guy's got a nice, stylish hat. Well-dressed. Hmm. All right. Probably not a very major character. But... I'm going to say that this fellow right here is from... Is in Black Clover. Okay, oh. no, that's your answer. That I like it. All right, I was gonna say Bleach. So, we got two okay. two different series here. And as for his name, I'm gonna call him Office Worker Number Seventeen. <laughs> you know what? He, he kind of looks like a Jeff to me. I'm gonna go All with right. Jeff. Jeff, it is. Ooh. Jeff from from Black Clover. All right, so I I kind of just have to give you half a point because I don't oh. know his name. Oh, uh, okay. But what? It's a Tontata. Oh. One Piece. Oh, good. I almost did say One Piece. I I thought really hard Dude, about it. One Piece it. is so vast. That's pretty. So many characters. Fresh shit. So Look at him. <laughs> it's uh, this fellow. Far left. This fellow right here. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Look. At, oh wow. Oh my god. It's so hard. <laughs> I like how you completed the other half of his face for that us. That sharp nose. I should have saw it. But, uh. Man, I did consider One Piece. No joke. That was but... the art. I thought you would get that art I style. Did, yeah. I was like I have considered considered a One lot. Piece on every single one of these. Oh, for but... some reason, even though I haven't seen this series, like just seeing the eyes in particular kind of made me think of like Hitman Reborn or whatever it's called. Because like I see that one like chibi yeah, looking yeah, yeah. character all the time, <laughs> and like I kind of got that vibe. But uh-huh. I know that wouldn't be it. So I was trying to think outside the box. <laughs> I want to point out how good my hand is for that. Oh. I've never been an artist in any facet. If you can believe that but i'm pretty proud of that hand i drew for this guy oh, you, you did a great oh, job he's, he's really yeah, you did. um <laughs> you know the arthur gripping fist me pretty much on point he's <laughs> he's ticked against uh don quixote wow. don flamingo uh, let me wow. see if i can p- pick up or pull up what i like initially thought of like, yeah well, let's see it we can carry on with the game but, like, that was it that, that, that was, was the, the last one <laughs> <laughs> so we have 
I mean, I two and a half points, technically? Two and a half points. Dang. Well, he's not an office worker, though. His de his name's definitely not Jeff. Unless it is. <laughs> yeah, but I can't say his name. I can't say his name isn't Jeff. Fuck. Okay. Because I don't know its name. Damn. Well, well <laughs> god dang, boys. I mean, two and a half points? I think that's pretty good. We got literally... I mean, we could have got what? You got a third of the uh, points? Yeah. Hell yeah. That's pretty I, good. I'm content with that, Jordan. One third, I'll high five you. Smack the mic real quick. <laughs> <laughs> 33% is... Uh... Almost half of passing. Hell yeah, that's like an F. I like it. That's F impressive. in the chat. <laughs> well, gosh darn diddly dang do. That was a quite a fun fun episode, boys. I have to say, Jordan, the anime dude, I appreciate you coming on and uh -huh. being our guest today, playing these these games uh -huh. with us, coming up with one yourself. It was a beautiful time. I appreciate you guys having me. Lots yeah, of, thank was you. A blast. Thank you so much, Jordan. I had a ton of fun talking with you and i want to tell everyone in the chat to go subscribe to the anime dude on youtube because he is currently 50 subs away from 10,000. hell yeah oh so thank you sir oh that's that's exciting 50 really 50 oh we're getting close. five zero yeah dude well anyways jordan um coming up on 10k <laughs> um is there anything you want to plug slash what any plans you got going on man i don't know i've been working on a few different top 10 videos for the 10,000 subscriber uh milestone i don't know when i'll actually get those out but uh youtube.com slash the anime dude uh twitter at the anime dude twitch at the anime dude yt i don't know everything everything's pretty consistent <laughs> so i mean if you're gonna be able to find me it's pretty easy so hell yeah not, not, not much really to plug <laughs> if you want to see me and ape uh, me and spooky here dominate at apex boys follow us both on both on twitch hell yeah twitch.tv slash two spookster as well Ooh. Well, really good at plugging for us. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, now that we're coming we to the end, remember, uh, if you're listening on YouTube, you can follow us over on Twitch at American underscore Sushi. Also, it's going to be on Spotify soon, so you can now listen to these podcasts, you know, on a different platform if streaming services for music are more your style. Um, I'm not and sure if there's anything else <laughs> we got And follow us on Twitter oh, at yes. Sushi underscore Podcast. I think it's just Sushi Podcast. I don't think there's another. Oh, is it? I'll at sushi podcast on Twitter. Do it for us. <laughs> yeah, they, they <laughs> you'll get it down eventually. Um, but uh, whose turn is it to leave with a super cool question? Oh, it's my turn to lead with a question. So my question for all of you in the chat and in the comments section is: Who would be your least favorite body pillow to have? Wow. Okay, I I'm least super anticipating these least answers favorite? in the comments please. least favorite yeah that's a good question. i guess you'll have to leave a comment jordan tell us Ooh, what you're yeah, thinking jordan give it some thought <laughs> i'll have to leave one i'll have to think on that yeah <laughs> all right thanks uh, everyone for tuning in hell yeah we'll see you thanks in a couple weeks here yeah, yep see you out. soon boys thanks for rolling bye bye